0: I don't know about you, but with the current state of affairs, I struggle to sit and watch dark and depressing films. I think that what we really need is something to make us laugh, have a bit of fun, and appreciate how great life really is. For me, that escapism is watching Richard Curtis films. So over the course of two podcasts, 2 Minutes About Time co-hosted by Robert E. G. Black and Christmas Actually co-hosted by Lara Collier, we aim to tackle the Richard Curtis films about time and love actually. To consider the themes and messages in these films and whether love actually is all around. And of course, we have a lot of fun and a lot of random stupid tangents along the way. Both Two Minutes About Time and Christmas Actually are available on all good podcast platforms. Anyway, let's get on with the episode. Hello and welcome to the 2020 Christmas special of Please Be Seated. I know, listeners, right. it's been a while. Um,
1: Bambi, <laughs> it's not your yet. Tor- We're gonna put Tor- her <laughs> <laughs> away. I don't know why she's not away, for that matter.
2: Bambi. Um, she's our special guest on she... most of our shows. I
1: know. I think she escaped my boyfriend and made a break for it. <laughs> All right. she's okay. been dragged out from under the table she pr- shouldn't interrupt us again
0: okay uh, from the top i guess uh, sorry it's fine i'm expecting plenty of this it's fine it's fun <laughs> welcome to the 2020 Christmas special of the Please Be Seated podcast. I'm your host Luke Allen. I'm joined today with a plethora of podcast guests. I'm joined with, in alphabetical order, uh, if I if I say your name, just say briefly who you are and what it is you do. I'm joined with Curtis Blaze.
3: Hey everybody, I'm Curtis Blaze. I uh, host the Better Off Dead
0: Minute. Uh, Kelly Hansen.
1: Hi, I'm Kelly Hansen. I am one of the hosts of Rocky Horror Minute.
0: Brian Lockhart? No, hang on. Yes, Brian Lockhart. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Hi, I'm Hi, I'm Brian, Brian Lockhart. Excuse and... my alphabet for a moment. <laughs> ah, you know, it's tough. Uh,
4: yeah, I'm Brian Lockhart. I am host of the Marine Corps Movie Minute podcast where we break down movies of the Marine Corps. Uh, we just actually finished uh, doing Heartbreak Ridge, the Clint Eastwood classic.
0: Leandra
5: Lynn.
2: Hi, I'm Leandra Lynn and I'm the other host of Rocky Horror
0: Minute. And Brad Mendenhall. Hey
5: everybody, this is Brad. I am the host and co-founder of the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, where we talk all fun stuff, pop culture. I am also the uh, writer-director of the new podcast, uh, Say Yes, a weekly radio play. Um, so, really excited to be here, because uh, so many people that I like, and uh, so many people that I'm looking forward to liking, uh, I'm... I've had a little bit of communications about the Rocky Horror podcast. I want to. I want to do that. So uh, this is this is awesome. And Brian uh, and I, uh, I did a, a Heartbreak Ridge minute, uh, and that was so much fun. So I'm I'm thrilled. This is great.
0: Okay, well, and you're the only person here who was on the show two years two years ago for Nativity, yes. the, the original. the and, and,
5: and ensuing two years, everyone else found other stuff to do, but I've just been here waiting.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so I have to ask which movie was better?
0: Oh! oh! I've always thought number I, one. I, I, that, watched... was,
1: that was supposed to be a joke. I think it's obvious that the first one was better.
0: No? <sighs> yeah, but I, I enjoy this a lot. It's I think, it's, it, for me, the second one is only slightly lower than the first one, and then three and four are kind of far away or somewhere else. I,
5: I think there's something that helps knowing what you're getting into with the second movie. Because... With the first one nativity it takes a little while for you to sort of like calibrate your head to it's like oh okay the kids aren't supposed to be very good um you know yeah. and you get used to the the specific style of the acting I was like okay what what am I what am, what am I watching here and it's a lot easier to watch it for me it was easier to watch it this time because like uh, I know exactly what I should be expecting from this so th- there's less time to Sort of get used to it.
1: I will say that I definitely, I well, so I prefer David Tennant as an actor to Martin Freeman, but I think he's certainly a better improviser.
3: Okay, so that's what that that's what the uh, the stalker cabinet was about. There was a first movie, yes. and it was <laughs> yeah. Martin.
0: Freeman I was just I was just going as to ask, so how many how many of you have seen the original, and how many of you haven't? <laughs>
4: I have not, so uh, my personal opinion is Nativity Two is better than the first one because that's all I have to go on. For. <laughs> but I, you know that, that was—I was like, well, how am I going to know what this is about? I mean, is there plot threads? Is it carryover? You know, it's because to me this is probably a really tight universe like the the Marvel MCU. Um, but but you know <laughs> uh, you know but we did a reference to the old teacher going to the you know the United States, and then we get the Stalker. Um, you know, locker. So I-, I picked up pretty quick that Martin Freeman was the teacher from the first one. <laughs> I thought he, yeah. see, I thought he was going to show up later
3: in the movie when we saw
4: that.
1: I was hoping that he would. I kind of was too. No, Martin Freeman was like not happy. Half- <laughs> <I guess.
0: laughs> no, but of course, a little connection is the actress who plays Sarah, David Tennant's wife in the film was Martin Freeman's love interest oh. in love. Actually. Oh, wow. oh I knew she yeah. looked familiar. <laughs> Here in Britain, we know her mostly for a role as Stacey in Gavin and Stacy*, but I don't think that ever properly made its way across the pond.
3: I suspected um, while watching this movie that there were a lot of things that were to be known only by people that live in England.
0: Probably, yeah. That's why I so love only having American guests on for the Timothy <laughs> stuff, because these films are loved over here. <laughs> to test this... I put a post up on my personal Instagram story this morning. In prep for a podcast, do you like the nativity films? Uh 18 people voted. Um and it was 100% yes. Wow. Um and then I put views on nativity 2 and 16 people responded. It was like the 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 bar thing that you vote on Instagram and it was pretty much around the average is roughly around 80 to 90% love. So, yeah, so, these films are loved. <laughs> so following up
3: that question, is the guy who plays the, uh, what's his name, uh, Desmond Poppy, is he like the earnest of England? Is he a personality that's outside of this movie and that's why he got these movies?
0: Not really. I've seen him in a couple of sitcoms in small roles, but essentially everyone just talks about Mr. Poppy from Nativity when they mean him. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, he's the guy who was Mr. Poppy in Nativity. He never really did anything else. He, see,
4: I would have I thought he was like the Adam Sandler.
1: But I feel like I've seen Yeah,
4: and Adam Sandler, like just some comedian, and this was a vehicle for him.
1: <laughs> think Leandro so. and I were saying that Adam Sandler would play his character in the American remake. Oh, for sure. And then <laughs> I said, no, 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 Chris yeah. Platt. Pratt, left. Chris, <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt, also, right, Chris yeah. Pratt, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, old right, yeah. wreck, it, If it were oh, ten Mark's years Pratt, ago, yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Well, I could
4: see yeah, Will Ferrell is another good one, but you know what? Actually, I think oh, yeah. um Ryan Reynolds. Like oh, if they okay. were yes. if they were to do oh, an American yes. version right now, they would hunk them up a little bit, and they would get Ryan Reynolds because they have a similar tone to their like the whole time. I'm like, I could see Ryan Reynolds doing all this. He's like goofy and silly and or, or a little bit of a, a Dane Cook vibe too. Like Dane That's Cook fun, was kind yeah. of more popular back then and and they tried to put him in movies. I could have seen Dane Cook doing this role in an American version as well. Um but definitely I I just I'm like he's a Ryan Reynolds type.
3: That's funny. What about Mr. Peterson then? When you said Ryan Reynolds, oh. I was thinking maybe that'd be Donald Peterson.
4: Yeah, but I would, you know what, I would see, yeah. I, honestly, I could see David Tennant doing the American version of it since, <laughs> yeah, right, that yeah. with like what, like Broadchurch or whatever, yeah, right, Broad what was Church. that called? They, yes, they did the, uh, oh, Grace Point. Yeah. Yeah. And he's so they popular did, yeah. right now, David Tennant. Um, so I had a, I had a question about that, like in 2012, was David Tennant the David Tennant of t- that he is today? Was he well known? Well, was this a big get for this? I think movie? so. I, th- oh, I yeah.
0: think so, yeah, because he finished doctor who in uh i think new year's day 2010 wow so he would have been massive because of okay. that um he was pretty much the most loved of the doctors yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of people are very annoyed at the moment that the bbc are overusing him in spin-off promotion at the moment but people love david Tennant, so yeah i think he would have been a big selling point and i'm i'm intrigued to see as we get onto this, as to how how all of you people responded to this, because I can also acknowledge that I was the right age in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to see number three in the cinema in 2014, and that was... I liked it then. I'm not a fan now, uh, particularly. And number four came out, like, two years ago, and <laughs> the least we say about that, the better.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, I just watched this with Kelly... Um, earlier today, actually, and I was trying to think of what a younger Leander would uh, would think of this, and it it's definitely cute, but I I think that there's a little too much um, of the kidnapping and Patty Hearst syndrome in it that, <laughs> that, that my mind would have a hard time wrapping around
5: there's like only parts of this movie where if you just change the music it would become like a horror film exactly <laughs> oh
4: yeah. like those recut yeah. trailers <laughs> It's like this
5: is actually terrifying and might be my worst as a parent possibly my worst nightmare so
1: with the baby yeah. that was like genuinely like I, I obviously knew it was like a comedy movie but I was like how can these adults not know where the baby is? Well, she could have been dead well, by now. Well, <laughs> Andy well, and was
0: the they... fact of that of that mother who was just like, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> I let my daughter send the baby in." I I took that as
4: like a very as an American a very British polite thing like, "Oh, um, excuse me," you know, <laughs> like I don't want to be a bother, <laughs> but have you seen my baby? That's all I mean. Obviously, it's, it's a comedy, but. Yeah, well, the that's fact the that thing, nobody we're... cared about where these kids were. I mean, they did send a rescue chopper in for them, but, uh, you know, spoiler alert. But, <laughs> you know, the fact that the, the mom was not very concerned about a missing baby, and they just, they even the uh, the teachers were oftentimes misplacing the baby on their wacky adventure. So, um, I was worried for, for the welfare yeah. of this child, but, again.
1: Well, they took the baby like whitewater rafting, didn't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before we
0: get further in as well, can yeah. we talk about what age these kids are supposed to be? Because I swear they've got, like, young kids and teenagers in their I group. I
2: realise that. There's, uh, there are at least a couple that are, like, knee-high compared to uh, some of the older ones. And I, I'm i very confused by that. I think in the first film they were all supposed to be in the same grade. And,
0: and they looked... They're the same kids, but they looked around the same age in the right. first one. When you get to the third one, um, one of the girls in it was... I, found, I, I was researching because it was really hard to figure out which kid was which to find out how old they were because they're only named like once in the film. But one of the kids, I've already forgotten the character's name is 15 in the third one and she looks pretty much like an adult and it's really off-putting that's to like why is there an adult with these kids that's the problem um, but K- it does Sorry. it does turn out that that's the director's daughter ah. oh. Okay, oh, yeah. Cool. yeah
4: nepotism yeah <laughs> well that's the problem with hiring like kids though like yeah, you know, well, she's at the, like the like time they all Poppy may look the right movie, role then. but if you keep...
0: it's um, but yeah should we go roughly chronologically we bounce about I'm sure but we'll start with uh, Donald introducing himself so we see David Tennant, we find out his whole backstory, the fact that he's got a pregnant wife and everything. And I feel it's a common trope with Christmas movies with someone being pregnant. Did you all kind of predict the ending? Oh, absolutely.
3: <laughs> Clear back to the Bible.
4: Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I, um, I didn't, and I should have. I, mm. I thought it was going to go a little bit differently. Um, I, I didn't realize there was going to be more to it at the very end. And I kind of mm. laughed at myself for
0: not realizing that how obvious it was going to yes. be. So well, it's, it's it's lovely, it's lovely and bittersweet, but it's also like so predictable. Well, they do a similar thing in um, Vicar of Dibley, but they they make it even more blatant when they've got a pregnant actress playing Mary in the church play. Right. <laughs> it's right. like, oh, we know how this is going to end. <laughs>
3: what, what made it? What confused me about it is that I. In real life, work with people that are pregnant. I, I'm a photographer, um, and this actress, as they depicted her, no more than 22 weeks pregnant.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah.
3: Especially for twins.
1: Well, also, Can we also look twins. the
4: size of the children with with at the end. Twins. So, so <laughs> off, oh off. yeah, those were <laughs> like three-year, three-month-old babies. The twins thing out.
1: really upset me because I was <laughs> like, <laughs> like, did they not have an
2: ultrasound? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they clearly didn't. They I'm didn't a father of twins. Well, so, but you can do that and choose not to know the sex uh, of your baby. But like, but like, usually yeah, the doctor yeah, okay. will let you know if you've got two in there.
0: No, they wanted yeah, you, to be think... sue
5: somebody if they don't tell you that.
0: Yeah, I think it's a bit of a sort of suspension of disbelief. The whole film, really. Yes. Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Wait, this wasn't based on a true story.
5: This is a documentary. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: oh, that, would but be yet, that that bothered me too as a father of twins first off you don't <laughs> twins are rarely just 90% of the time they're c-section they never they rarely make it the full term and you always know I was like come the hell on it's like who did the research for this it's like oh George Lucas
0: but at the end but at the end of the day, you've also got the typical film issue of okay, what did they do with the umbilical cord yeah. and the placenta? Oh, those babies <laughs> just come kind of out like... clean as all
4: get out. I that will say, not,
1: you yeah. know, and that's a like bit of cinema realism I did not need from Nativity Two. They, I'm perfectly fine with the fact that they cleaned up the placenta. Yes.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> so yeah, so we've got Donald introducing himself, and we then meet Mister Poppy. So to those of you who had not seen the original film, what did you think of Mr. Poppy from this introduction? Will Ferrell. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I went with an Adam Sandler type.
3: I just spent the movie wondering if he was like the Will Ferrell of England or something like that, or the Ernest of England. <laughs> just someone who's known for playing like dippy characters all the time and they made a movie around him.
0: I find it weird that we haven't seen Mark Wheaton in that many things because he seems like, especially with the pretty good success that these films were, like, well, I'd say like, pretty massive success. There's also a West End show of Nativity the Musical, to those of you who don't know, um, (laughs) based on the first film. So it does seem weird that he kind of, it could be by choice, but he kind of never really has yet become something massive. Yeah, this... um, this does
4: seem like it would yeah. have been a vehicle for somebody who has a personality like a, like a Saturday Night Live st- actor who's now going to get their big <gasps> break into you know these goofy kids movies, and you know and we happen to drag some respectable actors along with them like Martin Freeman and, hmm. and David Tennant.
3: Yes, that's it. It's like a Saturday Night Live movie in England.
4: Yeah, right. I mean, I really thought that's what it was. I had the same thought was like is this guy because i didn't i actually purposely did not do any research of of any of these actors who i didn't know because i was kind of curious i wanted to kind of like save it for the discussion but my thought was this has got to be somebody that's well known and as this type of goofy character in these type of movies it just seems tailor-made for it right
0: it's also the role that you would uh that you would dream of as a wannabe or as a small actor isn't it so the concept of someone who's only done, as far as I'm aware, I'll double check, a couple of guest spots on like different sitcoms. I've seen him in, like, that's this is the sort of big role that you dream of. Well, I don't and know also, if you were the he, actor. He just
5: seems like an actor who could should have worked his way into some supporting role in. How is this guy not in any of the Harry Potter movies as like a ghost or one of the portraits? Right. And how has he not worked his way as a stuffy bureaucrat or a bumbling assistant in? Uh, to Q in a James Bond movie. Um, he's, he doesn't have leading man good looks, but he does seem like the sort of character actor that should have somehow worked his way over into more stuff than... You yes. know, I'm looking at his, IMD, or his Wikipedia page right now. It's There's just no real effort made to work his way over to the States. Uh, there's so many movies that are filmed in London now. Like... <laughs> of the Marvel movies are filmed in London and, you know, and you can't find him as like the dumb assistant to the dumb assistant in the Thor movies. Um, So it's, it's, it's weird. You're right. This is sort of a showy part and it's a ridiculous part. And also one of the things, and we talked about this two years ago, how he, they make so much effort to like, make him look unkempt. So he has the wild hair that, you know, is supposed to be, oh, that's how he looks when he gets out of bed. It's like, no, that takes a lot of effort to look that ridiculous.
2: Is there a chance that, well, that everybody just sees him and goes, oh, that's Mr. Poppy. I can't see him as anything else. Is he? It...
0: Uh, quite possibly, yeah. I think. Yeah.
3: Is this movie that big that he would be typecast like that?
0: I think so. Wow. Apparently he was in Arthur Christmas. That was quite a, but that's obviously voice acting. Um, frequently asked questions about time travel is a film that i know exists so that's about it and like he's he's been in like one episode of inside number nine one episode of gavin and stacy i think uh, i think he's in the bad education movie so like big sitcoms but kind of one-off appearances um
4: well i propose we we revitalize his career and they do a a team up movie between nativity and school of rock
0: school of rock I mean, Ooh, wait, exactly together. what i was thinking of. yeah i'm gonna say that is i i've never i don't think i've ever seen or haven't in a long time seen school of rock but that was the comparison that came in my head yeah it was that he was a jack black type. you've
4: seen this movie you basically saw school of rock yeah this
3: is the uh <laughs> this is
4: the christmas school
5: version of
0: rock is what americans do with this
5: sort of movie where everyone is they have the kids and they're but all of a sudden, everyone is wildly talented, as mm. opposed to. And I think and something that I think the nativity movies, the two I've seen, have done well is the kids still sound and perform like kids. So they haven't gone and found every child prodigy in the city to make put them in this movie, and then it doesn't make any damn sense. This well, actually okay. looks like a nativity play that I would go and and I've gone to a bunch of these because again, I've got kids, and that's the sort of play that they, my kids are part yes. of so it, there's more realism to this than um school of rock i love school of rock and they were able to explain a little bit or the um, the whoopi goldberg nun movies sister act
0: <laughs> where yes.
5: they are broadway quality yes. performers who just all happen to go to the same seminary the, to the same catholic school which doesn't make a lick of damn sense
4: <laughs> wait what they all happen to go to the same they all happen to be <laughs> nuns I thought all nuns could sing good.
5: I all nuns and all kids students too. It's like there's Lauren Hill in like one of the Sister Act movies who was just an amazing performer, and everyone was at the same ability level of hers. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm just going to slip this in.
3: I'm just going to slip this in. Then those kids clearly. What's the uh, what's the name of the. Uh, of the mechanical thing that helps you with tone. Oh, they were on vocoders. Yeah. That's not Auto-tuned. They were all auto-tuned at the end. I don't know if anybody noticed In that. In
0: some places, yeah. In other places, I don't think so. Oh, well, real, some obviously, places though. Some was very blatant.
4: Yeah. Well, like the outtakes at the end, when the kids were kind of like singing or yes. telling a joke, like at, during the credits, like you kind of got the impression they just kind of let them do their own little... Like when they were doing the auditions and they had some of the outtakes, um... That you...
0: Well, yeah, as far as I'm aware, the first film was, and I think this film is mostly ad.
4: I could oh. see this being the case too.
5: If yes. somebody had written the that audition scenes, that person deserves every yeah. Oscar ever I <laughs>
1: found the audition scene so painfully realistic, like anyone who's been around children knows that it's an endless parade of yeah. stories and like made up rap songs and things like that.
4: That's why I thought maybe this guy was a kid, like a, a known comedian because the way he played off the kids and and you could tell that a lot of that was just playing off of kids and they turn a camera on.
0: Yeah. Um, so there's an article about the film where it describes David Tennant. The former Doctor Who star went on to discuss the experience of playing two roles which were developed as was, the, as was the entire film on an improvised basis with no set script.
2: Well, <laughs> thankfully, he's playing wow. two of my favorite of his type castings. So, like the adorably yes, stressed out and trying to be I the do. adult, and then the evil and sophisticated—I just love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it—it is—it is both roles that David Tennant's good at playing together. Well, um, real co- yeah,
5: <laughs> I gotta ask this: when you hear him as the evil twin, how Scrooge McDuck yeah. did he sound to you guys?
4: Oh, oh I thought yeah. as as, as Mister <laughs> Peterson. That is all I could think of was Scrooge McDuck because I forget that he is Scottish, obviously, <laughs> um, yeah. and he, and I'm used to him uh, hearing his inflected kind of sophisticated voice or or, or an American voice or, or something like that. And I never, the only time I've ever really heard is close to, to regular accent is watching Ducktales because he is Scrooge McDuck on the new Ducktales. and so mr peterson that's all i could think of i'm like he is that he's just doing his normal voice which is basically by the way scrooge mcduck (laughs) (laughs) um
0: yeah so then we see mr shakespeare and mr poppy both learning about the song for christmas obviously this was those of you who hadn't seen the film your introduction to mr shakespeare he was quite a a major character in the original film that did you get that vibe from him in the sequel? Or did, it, did he feel kind of underdeveloped and insignificant? I like he was in this movie.
3: No, I definitely got the the impression that he was a big deal. I thought he was going to be the main bad guy. I, I thought they were setting up like a, a Bad News Bears situation where he was going to be the main person that they are singing against at the end.
0: Shame. He was in the first film. And it, it seems like they kind of... In a way, they kind of toned down the talent of his kids each um, film. Like, okay. they they go from rival to kind of equal over the course of the franchise to possibly less than. Because and I just totally found that. out that he was born in my home county, the actor, huh. so that's cool. Well,
4: that's, um, you could see this movie was the turning point then for that where they kind of had a mutual respect for each other, maybe by the end?
2: <laughs> well, I think that it's possibly he because, stole. Um Mr. Shakespeare's group is this big fish in a very small pond and then you see him up against the St. Cuthbert uh, choir in uh, in this film and you realize that they are a completely different league and I, I think that it might have... Uh, I'm really trying to uh, give some emotional context to this. I, I would like to think that Mr. Shakespeare realized, wow I'm I really a much more uh, I have much more in uh, in common with this local kind of smaller group than this much bigger very talented choir group run by an evil mastermind composer.
1: Yeah, the whole um thing with the difference the in like quality and clearly like preparation reminded me of when I was in high school and used to do academic team. We would go every year to this the this like tv show where we would compete but it was i was in public school and it was always some private school that came with like literally their entire like school band and cheerleaders and they were so much better than us every time because they were way more prepared and we would not even get our whole academic team to come so (laughs) that's it like the difference between the two was uh was that's what that reminded me of
0: yeah, I can I can see that, and there's. Um, I I'm trying to think whether we've experienced that with any of the choirs or performances that I've been involved in. We've definitely gone to these sorts of like concerts and stuff, the sort of concerts that seem like a big deal, but you also kind of realise that the only people who care about it are parents of the kids. Um, uh, <laughs> right. So like we did, we've done, we did one like the Royal Albert Hall and things like that, which were great. Um, And then I think it moved to somewhere in Birmingham. Really annoyingly, I found out like a couple of years after I left my primary school, they were doing a concert that was hosted by my favourite band. (laughs) It was like, why couldn't I go? Um, Which are, there's a a band here called The Shires. I don't know if they're known in the States at all. They're like a British country band. Um, But yeah, it was just kind of like, Whoa, these concerts are hosted by this band that I really like And I left two years ago Uh, But yeah, it was uh... Then when it got to secondary school, I think I'm very lucky that My secondary school was the The kind of most Musically loved school in the county I'm pretty sure So kind of We were like quite often the only choir That were chosen for events that don't normally have school choirs Uh, Which was cool I was never a music student But I was in the choir (laughs)
3: Luke, speaking of schools, tell us quickly how schools work in England, since we're all American and since uh, a lot yeah. of Americans will be listening.
0: Um, in in, in what way? So primary schools. Um... Well, okay. So these people were at what kind of school? Uh, so this is just kind of a a normal. I'm trying to think as to the best way to describe because when I, I I always get mixed up with like public and private school, and I don't think it's either. It's just a. I guess. Your your ordinary school, your your casual normal, non-paying primary school, uh, which is I guess equivalent of elementary for you, um, right? And I once again I don't know how it is in the states in such a way, but you do have in primary school one teacher for every subject. Like until you get to secondary school, you're taught oh. everything by one teacher and a teaching assistant maybe.
1: That's the same here. Okay.
3: No, we have different teachers for every grade, though. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah, different, different, different for every grade, but not for every subject. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. And of course, yeah, the the difference with grades and years is we move up anyway. Uh, The no matter how successful you are, you you move into the next class each year, rather than like passing your grade or whatever.
3: Is the head of a school there called a, a principal or like a headmaster? Yeah, head, or? headmaster,
0: headmistress, head teacher. Yeah. In fact, did you okay, guys so what... recognize the headmistress from this film? Mm, she seems
4: slightly familiar, but no.
0: <laughs> she was Miss Trunchbull no. in Matilda. <laughs>
4: that's not where I would have recognized her from. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's where I recognized her
5: from. It was bothering I, me the time. I've been told that I need time. to watch that movie. Yeah, I, I remember because she was in. Yes, and she was in she Harry was in Potter. The First Activity, and I remember the us talking about that. Yeah. Oh
4: well, there you go. That's yes. why I know.
5: <laughs> she was uh, Harry's yeah. aunt. Oh, who he? She, she floated out oh, okay. of the room. Aunt Marge.
2: It was from Matilda that I recognized her. She has her. a lot of prosthetics in where...
0: as well. So.
5: Well. I really appreciate, Luke, you explaining the difference between the schools. I'm, I'm always fascinated the difference between U.S. and U.K. culture. I know um, for the Americans here, uh, we just went through an election. I know it's very different um, in the U.K. because there you just have a lady of the lake throw a sword <laughs> to a guy, right? <laughs> um,
0: might as well some of the time. <laughs> I, I uh.
4: support that system of choosing a leader. It would have worked out better.
0: It yeah, would
3: honestly, have worked out better than our system about. in 2016. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they find out about the song for Christmas and they hold secret auditions, uh, which is... Yeah, the audition sequence in this film and in the first one, they're just great. I love the audition sequences.
2: Honestly, I love that sort of thing. I know that Kelly said that it was very cringy, but as somebody who... I I direct community theatre and I've seen a lot of this and there's something about it that makes me smile just outrageously
5: oh no i didn't think it was cringy what's the most painful uh, what's the most painful community uh theater audition you've seen because i've seen some pretty bad ones too so i i I, I want romeo and Juliet. tell
2: her (laughs) no i will absolutely not do that um but i will say that the the worst thing that uh, the worst play that kelly and i saw together um was a tuna christmas and this was done at the end of the summer and it was really just incredibly bad everybody in it was that was incredibly like miscast and it was it was so beyond terrible (laughs) that it went all the way to uh, to the other side and it became magnificent and we reference it all the time now
1: (laughs) yeah well tuna christmas is a play apparently there's like a series of these tuna plays that are set in tuna texas uh i haven't seen any of the others first of all it was it was tuna christmas was being staged in october so it was already weird for that reason but it's the whole gimmick with these tuna plays is it's supposed to be two actors playing all the roles in this colorful small town. But it, it, for this production, they had like all of the roles played by different actors. So a yeah, lot of the humor you definitely lost the charm. didn't work because <laughs> the humor was supposed to be based on them being the same person. Anyway,
5: yeah. I remember one audition I saw where. And community theater is great because often you get people who have always wanted to try out for a play and they're just going to go for it. Um, and sometimes you find people who you know, have a real secret ability, but they don't know what they're doing. And I saw one guy's like, well, it didn't come with a, a monologue or it's prepared, but I do remember the scene from the shining where Jack Nicholson's chasing <laughs> her on the steps. I'm just going to do that. And then he just was pantomime. I was like, Give me the bat. Give me the bat. And then he just pantomimes getting hit and falling downstairs. I was like, what the hell? And I'm just there. it's like, I don't know if this is terrible or genius. but <laughs> Genius.
4: Right? Genius. <laughs> well, that, that actually, your story there, Brad, reminds me of um, uh, that scene in, com- uh, not community, um, Parks and Rec. The office. Uh, well, I was oh. going to say Parks and Rec, where Chris Pratt was trying to keep the press at bay. So he just started reenacting um, Roadhouse for them. Yes. <laughs> now I, I was hoping you were going to say the guy
5: decided to do that for you. <laughs> well, that would have been fantastic. And uh if he would have, uh, if I don't think he ended up getting cast uh if he had uh I'm sure we wish this would have, you would just could have turned over the first half of this show is like listen just act out movies. Come on. Yeah. Uh, die hard. Go.
0: <laughs> I, I yeah, I feel like none of my schools ever did like Proper auditions like this, like if it were, if we, there were auditions, it would be sing the song from the show. Like these sorts of open auditions of just anything would have been uh, yeah. fun. My school my, my had four hundred people in it. Did, um... my, my...
4: Oh,
3: sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay, my school had four hundred people in it, so everybody that auditioned always got a part.
4: <laughs> my uh, my daughter was uh, did chorus a couple years in, in elementary school. And they 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 had to be a certain age because they didn't want the real young ones because it was a commitment for the full year, uh, and had to, they had they had audition. But the audition was typically one of the songs they were going to perform later that year, and everybody not everybody made it because again it was a commitment thing, and you know there was a lot of people would try out for it. But again, it was you know it was still an elementary school, <laughs> um, you know chorus. But it was it wasn't anything as wacky and zany as this. Unfortunately,
2: I will say that the thing that was least realistic about these auditions was the fact that there wasn't even one parent who wanted this more than any of the <laughs> kids.
0: <laughs> the, the the middle class pushy mother. Uh it does not feature in this film. <laughs> they do a little bit in the first film um the 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 parents in the first film when there's a whole thing about the kids going to Hollywood, a lot of the parents seem to be a lot more pushy uh than the kids do, but not not Wait in this minute. one no. they went to Hollywood um, in
3: the first one and then this one they just went to Wales
0: <laughs> yeah the uh the first one is that they. They're doing a, a school play, and Martin Freeman accidentally... Well, he, then Martin Freeman's, like, lying to um, Mr. Shakespeare. And he's talking about how his friend from Hollywood's going to come and see the school play. And then suddenly... And, which, which is not true. And suddenly it, it grows out of control to Hollywood are going to make a film and a book out of their school nativity well, play. So, um, and so the idea bigger.
4: of the first movie is basically an episode of The Brady Bunch.
1: Yes. Absolutely
0: yes. Uh, I've never seen the Brady Bunch, so I wouldn't know. Marsha, Marsha,
4: Marsha was telling everybody that Davy Jones was going to come to uh, from the monkeys was going to come sing at their school dance or something like that. And at the end, somehow he ended up showing up and singing for them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That that reminds me slightly of um, there's an episode of Vicar of Dibley where they're going on about how um, Elton John is going to perform at their um, their fate, their church fate, because they're looking for a guest and turns out that like, uh, the vicar's friend, Alice has a musician cousin called Reg Dwight, who turns out not to be Elton John and just be a bloke called Reg <laughs> Dwight. And then, at, and then at the very end, Kylie Minogue turns up because she just wanted to see Elton. And then it's like, well, could you perform <laughs> instead? And she does. <laughs> it's uh yeah, I love Vicar of Dibley. Shout out to my new show next year, going episode by episode of Vicar of <laughs> Dibley. Uh, which i think is a sitcom you don't really get in the states but it's it's a good british show. I watched, watched one episode, episode of that. I have
5: watched funny. a
2: couple of episodes and i really liked it and then i got distracted by something shiny and never thought about <laughs> it again.
4: <laughs> well, well, speaking of not available in the states, like i am actually surprised that these movies with all the streaming services, especially since Luke didn't you say that it was on this movie was on Netflix UK. Like why, why it's yeah. christmas time's coming up. Why is this not on a streaming service in the US? I feel uh, my, like this has
0: got to be better than most of your Hallmark movies. Yeah, no, oh, for real. I mean, there's it's, so it's, many it's that a, are kids banned.
4: movie, it's a goofy movie. Um, but it it would definitely play well, especially for the a uh, younger audience. And and honestly, like I said, like people love David Tennant. So put put, you know, that's got to be a selling point to to somebody, I would think. My, I you know, I I found this to watch and my daughter heard the kids singing and she, you know, I was watching on my computer and she ran over and was like, what are you watching? I told her, and she's like, "Oh, okay, cool." I mean, I feel like she's the right kind of audience, especially with like Disney's got those high school musical stuff that people seem to like. I would mm-hmm. think that this would play well at Christmas time. Like, it should be more widely available here. I yeah,
0: think. we watch we watch all the films every year at my house. At our house, like, it, we're probably about the right age when these are coming out. Me and my sister are definitely a little too old, but we enjoy them, and I know my mum likes them. She's she actually enjoyed Number Four, which made me lose all respect. But still, um, <laughs> was... I
4: mean, like, there's a lot of movies that I watch as a kid that you know I I enjoy now. Like, I mean, you know, Christmas Story. Of course, I can't watch it for 24 hours every Christmas, but in a row. But you know, I, I still enjoy that when I watch it, and it's 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 a good yearly christmas movie to watch
0: and i'm sure once again that's not that's one which i know isn't like a big american thing no i don't i've never heard anyone in the uk mention a christmas story what it's a very
5: american movie yeah yeah
1: (laughs) and it's kind of at this point the people that it was made to be like nostalgic for are kind of aging out of it too so i think it's probably going to lose some popularity over time
4: yeah it's i mean it was it was uh, like as a kid you know, I, I liked it for the goofiness of, like, he says, oh, fudge, instead of the actual F word. You know, like, he's going to shoot his eye out. You know, that, like, that stuff was funny. But, yeah, it was set in, like, what, the 40s? Um, the 50s, yeah, I, mean, I think. 50, yeah, so it was definitely yeah. meant for, like, my parents' generation and what it was like when they were a kid and, and stuff like that. And, of course, there was stuff to enjoy uh, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a, a, a well, it's a period piece, and it's definitely of its time that it was made.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I do think it's like a funny movie that uh, people of all generations can enjoy. But I think that when it was made in the '80s, '50s, nostalgia was big, and now it's obviously not as big. So I think it's losing some yeah. steam over time.
5: Like I it's not st- go like there's also stuff from that movie that you can't do anymore so not two three years ago they did um there's a musical based on a christmas story and they did the they did a live version of it on tv with matthew broderick as the narrator and they had one scene at the end where they're you know their christmas dinner is ruined so they go to the asian restaurant and they were very careful that you because in the original movie they had the stereotypical asian guys with the the thick accents the pigeon english i guess is the term saying christmas carols and that's the big joke you can't do that crap anymore so they made a joke about that where they all spoke the the people who work at the restaurants all spoke perfect english it's like well what did you think what did you think we were going to sound like
0: (laughs) um
5: because you can't some jokes you can't do anymore uh and and which i'm not complaining about but you shouldn't
0: um
5: Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, please. Well, because
4: I was to say, and that that movie lied to me because I, you know, I, especially a few years ago, I used to be in a in a working situation where it was, you know, we're twenty four by seven, we work all holidays, and we got the we one year all decided we're going to order Chinese instead of trying to get a turkey somewhere on Thanksgiving because <laughs> of this movie. We're like, yeah, let's get Chinese food. And they were all closed. We we called the day ahead of time to, to arrange it. And they were like, oh, no, we're closed because nobody in their right mind was going to be open because they knew everybody would be having turkey dinner themselves, even if they didn't celebrate it. You, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, so, yeah. around yeah. here, the Chinese places stay open on Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's oh, actually really? a lot yeah. of Jewish people. It's their like Christmas tradition. Yeah, there. that is that's a standby <laughs> for
2: me.
4: Yeah we, yeah, we tried to do that. And it was like, no, every, every place around us closed down. And it was just like, well, okay. Now, you know what? Now, now in the more modern times, well, pre-COVID, a lot of stuff does stay open on Thanksgiving because of all the, the shopping that people do. So it's like, right. it, maybe this year, we well, last year we could have done it. I can't do anything this year. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I feel like possibly what A Christmas Story is to all of you in the states is possibly what nativity is to us it's it i i I would go as far to say that it's kind of that big it's newer so there are the older generations or the generations without kids probably don't know this but anyone who had kids or was around uh, and, and saw this around the point it came out, this is a Christmas tradition and therefore most people my age and their families love these films. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to ask
5: because uh, I'm in my 40s. I want to check to see the, the other Americans in the room here. Who is familiar with the movie The Best Christmas Pageant Ever? Yes. I've and heard I- of
4: it, but I've never seen it, I don't think.
5: And it's That's the movie, and I was talking about it to a friend of mine about this, uh, about Nativity 2. It's like it reminds me a little bit of Best Christmas Pageant Ever, where it's a cute movie and it's fun. Um, It's a little intentionally raggedy because the kids aren't great performers or anything. And Best Christmas Pageant Ever started, uh, I think it was Loretta Swift from MASH. Uh, And, you know, it was had it like the kids felt like real kids and not. Child prodigy actors or dancers or whatever, and that was a movie that a lot of people my age and, and you know apparently uh, other ages as well felt affection to, and a lot of us saw it at school because they would play the movie uh, in school, in elementary school, leading like the week before Christmas break because the teachers are just completely burnt out and is like screw it, let's just let the kids let these little Jerks watch the Christmas movie and they'll shut up and I can work on my hangover or start wrapping presents in the back of the classroom. Um, and I, I sort of wondered, um, Luke, you talk about how your family watches these movies. Is that something that would also happen where, you know, kids in school, they have like movie day and it's like, hey, Nativity, it's a, it's a non-offensive movie. You don't have to worry about inappropriate language or behavior is in it and you can the kids can watch it and you yeah. end up having a real uh, affection for the movie because aside from the fact that it's cute it's also movies like hey that was what i learned did in school that day instead of learning my times tables
0: yeah i think so i think i remember watching this in primary school and my sister who is 13 actually told me that like last year in her secondary school her her religious studies teacher for some reason put nativ- the first nativity film on and like as people love it at any age and i think we're also at the age of starting to feel nostalgia for them as well so like when you're at secondary school or i doubt it will happen in college but if it happened in college we would just kind of enjoy and appreciate it as the film that we grew up with um yeah I as i said like when i put my poll up on instagram most of my people on my instagram are you know personal school friends or whatever and everyone loves this movie <laughs> um, so yeah and I'll, I'll I'll just go a little further into the notes because i realize we're very early on in the film <laughs> um, <laughs> so mrs bevan won't let them enter um shakespeare auditions his students um which is a, a good sequence and then um Mr. Peterson meets Mr. Poppy and the kids for the first time, and that is a very that 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 is a very fun sequence that I forget a lot each time we watch it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's so
1: I have a question about that for was he making fun of David Tennant's Scottish accent there?
0: I think so. Because David Tennant are like, points oh, in the hey, film I'm Mr. It
1: it Peterson, and then in response Mr. Poppy goes, like, I yeah, can't understand yeah. you. Is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. Would that be, like, incredibly <laughs> offensive, or no? I
0: don't think so, because <laughs> okay. I think I... in the UK, our accents are kind of things that we all ridicule. <laughs> is that
4: like when the, you know, Northerners make fun of Southerners and their accent? yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I thought so. See, I used to be engaged to a Scottish guy and he was so sensitive about this kind of thing. He would act as though like he was being oppressed or something anytime like somebody mentioned a bagpipe. And I always suspected he was being (laughs) a little bit of a drama queen. (laughs) So I'm going to take this as confirmation that it is not a big deal to occasionally make fun of a Scottish accent.
2: That moment so. really reminded me of the David Tennant, Catherine Tate, kind of ongoing um, skits of David Tennant as Catherine Tate's teacher, and she's just constantly antagonizing him and saying, I don't understand what you're saying. You're, you're Scottish. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I don't know.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think I think that is kind of it. And I think we do just... Have that sort of ridicule that, And we would do the same thing America. In America
1: like people said Like if you've got a southern accent or something People will point it out in a Good natured way Yeah I but think it's more the so way you do it natured, right. Right. Than <laughs> yeah, <doing well.
0: laughs>
3: That brings up a question for me too Was Mr. Poppy Trying to keep anyone else From teaching
0: Um, I don't think so I think he just wants to have fun with the kids. Um, and I don't know if it's actually said in this film at all, but he, but he is the really... nephew. He is the nephew of the headmistress. It is oh, said. yeah, it's said.
3: It's yeah. said. Well, he was really aggressively trying to make the guy leave.
0: Mr. Yeah, Peterson. that confused me. I don't think he was
1: doing that before this scene, like with the other teachers. I think it was just that he was really scaring them off. But then that scene came right after like the aunt was like, you can't go to the competition because you don't have a real teacher. And then he did that whole thing with the kids were like, we don't need teachers who needs a teacher. And then they were introduced to the teacher right after that. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why he was being so hostile or that's what I took from that.
0: Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, so I, I I do like the scene but it does seem a little uh, it's, it's weird because within the context of the film Everything's over the top and silly But it, it does seem a bit A bit <laughs> really? much Especially Mrs Bevan in this next sequence Where she says that she'll make Donald headmaster in January If he can work with Mr Poppy until Christmas And that does well, not come back At any other point in the film Does it? <laughs> or in the franchise when there's a new head teacher In the third film <laughs>
3: Uh, well, know, yeah, that—that's why I was asking about uh, schools earlier. It, is being headmaster—is that like being a principal?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. And she now, right now, is the headmistress.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Well, in the first film, she said that she wanted to retire. Mm. Okay. So, hope uh, hopefully this was just her going. This is going to line up perfectly if you can deal with this. Yeah,
0: I hope so. It just seems weird that she sets this up and it doesn't get any payoff at all in the rest. Once again, it's an improvised film, so things like that can happen. But it's yeah, I mean, the sort of thing that he'd he'd decline. You know, he's got to be with his family now. He's expecting a child or something. Just a one-off line to kind of express that he'll do this out of the good of his heart and not to become headmaster. Well, is there yeah.
5: a, I mean, he is there a uh, like deleted scene or something that perhaps explains it or you know
0: i don't know to be honest he We're
1: does say like, like you can't do that which you can't there's no way that the headmistress retiring could just be like i appoint this teacher who started like 2 months ago to be my replacement but yeah so um, tenant does say i mean that?
0: i think you could maybe
3: <laughs> is there is there okay. something like a school board that makes hiring decisions or a superintendent Uh, that would run multiple schools.
0: Probably. Yeah. My last year of primary school was the last year of our headmaster then. So we were, we were present for like the interviews of the new head teachers and some of them were staff at the school and others were like staff from other schools applying. So I'd imagine if you can have staff from another school applying to be head teacher straight away, then you could probably give it to someone who's been teaching for two months. You... But you'd have to get permission from the rest of the school board.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying more, is that the headmistress couldn't just appoint her replacement. She'd get a big say. A favor for her. Needs...
0: But other people would also need the say as well. Yeah.
3: Well, it could mean that she she would... It could mean that she meant that she would put in the good word for him and use her influence.
1: Yeah. Rather I than mean, this literal... actually was a, something I didn't have a problem with, because David Tennant did in the movie say like I don't think you can do that yeah. <laughs> which so I was like It fair just enough, shows how desperate just, she is I guess. Yeah, exactly. Right.
3: Well, so moving on a little bit to the contest, the uh the prize for winning this contest that they're going to enter is $10,000 and they get their song heard on national radio or something like that is that actually yeah
0: and they say they get a shot at christmas number 1 which was the weird thing which i thought technically everyone has a shot at christmas number 1 because you just have to release a song and yeah. but you can't you can't say you will be christmas number 1 because that's not how charts work
1: <laughs>
0: well so then i've
3: got a question based on that uh typically in these movies when they have to save the building from getting Torn down by the evil oil baron, or they have to win the contest in order to get enough money to fix the 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 poor kid's teeth. Did they need the ten thousand dollars or something? Were there was there some goal that they had in mind that they needed the they needed the win for?
0: Um, I don't think so. No. Well, no, just I just know just saying right? going
2: back to the uh, going back to the first film, they uh, and a couple of the things that Mister Shakespeare says. Uh, the uh, that school is uh, it appears to be perhaps for for lower income students and they don't have all of the luxuries of uh, of some of the other schools so um, in the first uh, in the first film uh, they said oh we're getting all these sponsors and this is great because now we have no now we have a lot of money and this is fantastic so i think that ten thousand pounds is great to just about any school, but would be super useful to this school.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I feel like the kids don't get any bit of that money.
1: No, no. Uh, so, is this a public school? But it's a Catholic school,
0: right? Um, it's a Catholic but... school.
1: It was it's... definitely a Catholic school in the first one.
0: Yeah, but f- it's it's not like <laughs> we're not we're not talking like big kind of. Cruel intention school level Catholic school. It's kind of, they'll say a couple of Catholic prayers at assembly, and that's about it.
4: I assumed it um, was like a Catholic school I went to, but like I went to a Catholic school for elementary, and it was. Yeah, I'm I'm although, assuming
0: because I went to a C of E school, and that was kind of the extent of C of E that it was. So I'm assuming that Catholic is kind of the same amount of Catholic. Um, Well
4: like like this clay, I mean this school reminded me more of a public school, but I was under the impression that it was a private school. You know what I mean? Like I always get
0: public and private schools mixed up and confused anyway, the concepts and the names. Yeah. is
1: it one you would have to pay to attend? No.
0: No.
1: Okay, so it's a state sponsored school that's Catholic?
2: Might be a charter school.
1: I guess no, that would
4: way. be the closest yeah. thing yeah. Right that makes. Yeah, make I
1: always forget those exist.
4: Yeah. We'll we'll go with that. Let's I think we settled yeah. it. It's a charter school. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> don't and don't worry, most people question. in the
2: states don't know what that means either. So
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> like I'm 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 studying sociology and the concept of these school stuff really confused me. Like I asked my teacher and she admitted it was confusing as well. And it was just like, okay, I'm just not going to mention that in any of my exam answers.
4: Oh, don't Uh, worry. It's even more confusing now with all this virtual and non-virtual stuff that's going on. It's like, um, it's just a mess. (laughs) It's very confusing, so... Basically, I think Luke. I think what you said, how like you just get the pass. I'm pretty sure that's all. That's going to keep happening.
0: <laughs> Everybody's just going to pass. <laughs>
4: um,
0: so we have got a scene um, where Mister Poppy sends the with the kids goes to ask Santa to make his wish come true, and the actor playing Santa, like that just mm, there was something about his performance that felt just off. <laughs>
2: I, I think that if but it he did was,
0: feel like a real Santa that you'd get in a Santa's grotto sort of thing.
2: Right. So I think that I agree with you that it felt a little off because all of the things that Mr. Poppy was saying and all of the things that the you know, that the children were saying would I think to most adults be a red flag. And he was just like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna I'm going to say that if you believe hard enough, your wish will be granted.
5: It's not yeah. a good thing to say.
0: <laughs>
5: no, especially in the context of the movie, like it works, context. but in
0: general, <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it. But what confused me is how off, like they, uh, the teachers seem to be with the concept of sending the kids. On a trip to Wales, like they spoke as if it's like abroad, like it's 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 Wales. It's like it's not far from Coventry. I don't know. How it's far is
3: it? A long drive and a whitewater raft and over a mountain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Coventry to Wales is a three-hour and ten-minute drive. Okay. Okay. Isn't well, that terrible.
3: actually explains a lot about the uh, about the time frame then because they left. And then it was lunch, and they seemed to be like halfway there.
5: Let's go even farther for rush concerts.
0: <laughs> like i I think I think roughly I'd say I'm kind of in the midpoint between Coventry and Wales. Um, I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's about that's the weird thing. It's about an hour to each from where I am, so that doesn't even really make sense. I don't know does the
3: Does the geography? <laughs> Uh, of the trip makes sense to you luke
0: i'm not it it, it didn't seem off um and there's like a lake and a mountain it. and
3: a cliff and it, a, it could and a, have been water, there are there are river. those
0: sorts of places in wales so it, it, it could it could have been uh the castle that they go to is not in wales yeah it's in it, it oh.
2: translates to christmas castle i think is what i saw
0: yeah, but the 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 place that they filmed it at is a, a place called Warwick Castle. Uh which I've been on many a school trip to over the years. Um mm-hmm. I didn't know that was where it was until I was reading the credits this time round. It didn't look familiar as that, but it, it's not in Wales. It's in Warwickshire. Um yeah. yeah, can
4: I just take a moment to appreciate how you're actually pronouncing these names correctly? Because I've been watching a lot of like Viking and medieval shows lately, and I can never pronounce those words properly. <laughs> <laughs> the locations, that is.
0: Yeah. Well, they might have been pronounced differently then. Anyway. <laughs>
4: yeah, but I I just don't read good so. <laughs>
2: Kelly and I are in a Shakespeare theater company, um, over here. And one of the things that we do a lot with is getting people to pronounce things in a way that won't just make me upset.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, it- I'm, I'm from upstate New York and we have a lot of native American, um, towns, you know, uh, sorry. A lot of names named after native American, like, um, Onondaga stuff like that, like that's easy to me and and you should ask it's funny, like there's some YouTube videos of asking non New Yorkers or non people from the north to pronounce these like native Americans um n- names, and it's hilarious because they to me now that's easy, but then Worcestershire, I can't say you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But in uh, in this film in Nativity 2, uh, Mr. Shakespeare anytime he has to say the name of a Welsh town acts like it is the most difficult thing that he's going to do with his day and I from the limited interaction that I've had with uh, with non- Welsh people uh, from the UK uh, that seems to be somewhat uh, somewhat accurate people are like, oh I don't I don't know it's an it's welsh yeah it's
0: there. there's a lot of jokes about welsh words in england and in wales i think like gavin and stacey which i've talked about is a very welsh centric sitcom and there's a lot of jokes in that about the fact that no one in wales actually speaks welsh um uh, like, because there's, there's there's a great scene where like some, one of the one of the characters, because it's set in England and Wales, and it's like fa- families, like a couple gets married and how their families kind of meet and cross over. And one of the mates of the British guy learns Welsh before coming to Wales and starts speaking Welsh to these people, and they're just completely confused. Um, <laughs> Mr Poppy tells Mr Peterson that the class is like a family to them, um, and then Mr Peterson starts to teach a proper lesson. Which involves him making Sam taking off her hat and then him confiscating her hat. And then Mr. Poppy tries to get Mr. Peterson to sign the form. And we also find out that Tommy hasn't spoken since his dad left home. Um beautiful I, singing voice though. Yeah. Yeah. Auto tuned singing voice too. <laughs> well you to see,
4: yeah, you had to see that coming. Like yeah. that was one thing that was kinda like that that's a trope. And mm. you know, he doesn't talk, but yeah, he's got a great voice.
0: And we, I, I think we also saw coming that there was going to be a big emotional moment where he speaks, but because he sung before he spoke, that emotional bit kind of lost it a bit.
3: Well, and there was a moment later on in the movie where they could have, they could have had that in there. Um, they, the baby goes missing, and they find the baby with the girl who's going to play Mary. And uh, I don't, I don't remember Mary, the 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 girl the little girl who played mary in the uh, in the play she could speak right yeah but that scene played as if that was the first time anyone had ever heard her speak do you know what i mean Did, does everybody
0: Yeah i know what scene? you mean it felt i think she I was just think, quiet yeah it, it felt like there was some significance in that but i think the issue is that because it's a whole class of kids I think they possibly expect us to know the personalities of everyone which we can't in a, in a two-hour film so mm-hmm. there are I think each character I kind of like as someone who's seen it more, more times now like I can't count how many times I've seen it over the years um, like <laughs> I I start to know a lot of the characters and I I'd, I'd say I know a large number of their names now and all of that but I wouldn't have done <laughs> like upon upon first watch so these things it it is a film surprisingly that rewards itself on rewatch um so yeah mr peterson watches the song and i appreciate the fact that he humours them this far at least um but then it is kind of cruel for him to then say no afterwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, though, he I, was, I, yeah, here's savage. the
3: thankless...
4: Was... Sorry. He has the thankless role of uh, being kind of the, the straight man basically.
0: Yeah. Well he
3: kind of has to be, he just got hired. His, and and also no person in the right mind is going to kidnap yeah. <laughs> um, 14 children and a baby. <laughs> it's not really <laughs> thankless. Yeah. Yeah. He's the yeah. guy I mean, that isn't kidnapping the kid.
4: Right. Yeah. No, he's, he's the only yeah, they, adult in the situation. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. But ultimately his role is to, you know, be the stuffy guy to, you know, uh, be flabbergasted by the antics of, uh, you know, Mr. Poppy and, and, and the kids and all that. And, <laughs>
0: you know, Mr. Poppy tells the kids to hold baby auditions. I do quite like the scene where Mr. Peterson's (laughs) trying to say stuff and Mr. Poppy's like, I think what Mr. Peterson is trying to say is we need to hold auditions for babies. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So when Kelly and I were watching that response to her with that was, this is our podcast because there's a lot of Kelly saying, we're going to do this thing. And I go, no, I don't. What? No. (laughs) Yeah. So it was
1: very relatable. Yeah, usually usually songs I announce that Leandra's going to sing. Oh no, that's not ever going to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's um Yeah, it it is a bit weird. Um and uh what I do like is no, oh, I do like. What I do find weird is the fact that no parent seemed to express any concern with all those babies that came into the auditions. <laughs> like, no parent was like, oh, if you're bringing the child in, then I'm coming too. Right, like, <laughs> they were fine with it. They they know Mr. Poppy is weird sometimes. That's true. These he's... parents might just know beat know Mr. Poppy now.
2: Yeah, they go. Oh, this would be weird. Except I know Mr. Poppy is like generally not a violently insane person.
1: <laughs> yeah,
5: it's, generally, it's just a thing, and it's just a trope of movies and TV shows where you see kids going off with strange like relatively strange people or parents not being that interested and i was like what the this is weird right what? um and i guess we just accept it because if if they would have the parents showing up and being responsible parents then there's no movie
4: i i find the the parents sending the baby in to school totally realistic because everybody knows that parents are super protective of the firstborn they would never let that, but these were all second siblings <laughs> to the children. So they're True. like, do whatever the hell you want, they're on their own. Yeah, you, know, you give up a after it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. That's why that one mom didn't care that her baby was missing the whole time.
0: Like, oh, yeah, she there's was,
4: a baby. Yeah. yeah, I did some shopping, took a nap. You know, I'm good.
5: She's like oh, second buddy. kid, you know. Sometimes you gotta yeah. thin the herd.
4: Right, right. Only the strong <laughs> survive. Yeah.
0: When we get to the parents. I'm pretty sure some of those parents are the actual parents of the kids because there's some likenesses.
3: Mm. that make yeah, sense? Yeah, they just threw him in. Gave him a contract. Gave him um, si- 60 American dollars for the, the day.
0: Parents, a couple of the parents have it as their surname, which is the same surname as the director. And ah. since the director's daughter is in the film, so I, mean, I guess either her dad or her aunt or uncle yeah. or someone are in it. Um, her daughter doesn't look, as I, as I mentioned before, Either before recording at the very start Her daughter in this doesn't stand that as much As in the second film where she's like Yeah, she's older than everyone else <laughs> um, So, yeah uh, Donald rants to his wife about the kids And then finds out that his dad's coming by As he wants to spend Christmas with them And his father's angry at Donald For not being as successful As his brother Roderick So his dad's played by Ian McNeese who I have met once, about five years ago. Nice. Because uh, so, he, he played Winston Churchill in Doctor Who, um, and I met him at Comic-Con once. Wasn't
3: yeah. he Harry Potter's uncle? No. No,
0: no. no that was uh, Richard Griffiths. Oh, okay. okay. No, but, but
4: he was the guy who helped Ace Ventura in Call of the Wild. Wow. That's where I
2: know
5: him from. <laughs> that is a deep pull. <laughs> <hole. laughs>
2: I recently saw the man who invented Christmas and I was like, wait, it's that guy. So he was, uh, he was one of the, uh, one of the characters in that, that was pretty heavily featured.
0: I feel like I just didn't know how much he was in <laughs> other things. Cause I just know him as Winston Churchill from Dr. Who. Um, I think he's, I've got a couple of mutual friends with him on Facebook. Uh, so I'll, uh, he was in four episodes of Doctor Who. I didn't think he was in four. Oh, you know, you know who I know him
4: from. I just, I was just looking him up. He's the news reader in Rome, the HBO series.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh.
4: And he's got. It was the voice. His voice is really what always stands out for me, and that's exactly um, why he's good as the news reader. Actually.
0: <laughs> oh, and I did see him in Bridget Jones: The Edge of Reason the other week. When I've been in my Richard Curtis watch through. Um, yeah. He's he was Fezziwig in the nineteen ninety nine Christmas Carol. He's done a lot of stuff. Um yeah. That's
5: So I gotta scrolling. ask <laughs> s- since we're talking about dad here, how do we feel about I'm, I'm jumping way ahead, but how do we feel about the uh the face turn to use a pro wrestling term where all of a sudden, mm-hmm. at the end, dad and brother become good guys who are in love with the the newborn babies, and they're proud of, you know, they're. they're I hated
0: dad, that. Need, it thing. needed to be more slowly introduced, but then it's a kids' film, and like, right yeah, there you yeah go.
1: I know it's a kids' film, but if it's a if you're gonna have him do that, you need to not give like the long backstory of all the, the horrible traumatic yes. abusive things he did to his sons, because <laughs> it, if that's the case, then you need to not trust him to just suddenly be a good grandfather with your kid, you know?
3: Yeah. You don't even get to hold my kid. If that's been in your history, the, the yeah, don't the, even though they were in the manger anyway.
4: <laughs> well, like the, the brother one, they, they teased from the beginning. I mean, that, right, right. that was obvious and that was always going to happen. The we knew those little, two
3: parts of the locket were gonna come together.
4: Exactly. Yeah. You knew that either you were gonna what actually ended up happening is that sorry, spoiler, the uh, <laughs> the, the brother had it the whole time, you know. Yeah, so yeah. he felt he feels the same way, blah blah blah. So that was <laughs> like I had less
1: of an issue with the brother, yeah. That that it was, that the was dad, also set up.
4: Yeah, sorry, go ahead. But yeah. the dad is
3: such a dick,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I mean they do that a lot in, in these type of movies where Yeah, he's like... he's a
0: bit of kids film over the top evil dad. Which is why it did it did surprise me with the whole story about take putting them in the deep end of the swimming pool and everything, because that's like actual horrible thing and yeah. not just he's kids film bad. Uh, yeah, they went a little kids...
1: too hard with his previous evil behavior, I think, because that like they crossed the line into being like irredeemable with that. Um, Or at least not redeemable that quickly.
3: Imagine your parent tells you as an adult, I'm guessing David Tennant is 30, so I'm going to assume the character is about 30, late 20s, early 30s. Imagine you're a 30-year-old, and your parent tells you what a terrible, awful loser you are and how you're a disappointment. (laughs) And and that you're just this, this terrible person that... They just regret even having and raising. Yeah. Then later that night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is literally (laughs) later that night. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. That that's
1: that's why it was. It was just too over the. I think it would have been fine to have this happy ending thing if he was just like mean and gruff and like didn't know how to express his appreciation, but instead he was like worst father ever and like oh, genuinely yes. abusive. I think it's so. Because... I think they just went too hard with that. Well, he, or if we just saw a great. little
0: more of his him him and Sarah when they were looking for um, I've forgotten Donald. Like when they were looking for Donald and the kids, if we saw a little bit more of his and Sarah's relationship, maybe how upset he realizes he is when he's when his son's in danger. Like yeah. if if there was something there, right? If like, there was the some scene, right?
4: Well, I mean that that if this was more of a realistic drama, then yeah, maybe <laughs> you know that would. She would be, be the one. Good one okay, scenes, I've huh? got it.
3: The dad would be the one that hires the helicopter to go look for them, and then yes, he and yeah. the wife are on the helicopter together. Yeah.
0: That yeah. was a scene yeah. that
3: would stitch those two people together.
0: And That's it right? would and it would completely save the. Random, ok, they've got a helicopter now moment. <laughs>
4: yeah it, it would it would fit in the narrative uh, of this movie uh, seamlessly. My theory is he was uh, he's a mean drunk, and he was drunk earlier in a day, but he's had time to sober up, and he came he came around that that's appropriate for a kids movie, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A, a little exactly. more you can apply yeah, it. yeah, you <laughs> can get away with
4: it. Let's just go with that.
2: There was a bit of the the plot that I really thought that they were setting up uh, with the dad that absolutely just never, uh, never happened. When Mr. Poppy says, I never met my dad,
1: um, I
2: really, really thought that we were going to find out that uh, Mr. Poppy was like the half brother of uh, of David Tennant. And Mm. it was just going to become Mm. such a thing.
0: I yeah, really there wasn't really a pay- there wasn't really a payoff to Mister Poppy's relationship with his dad, which in a way is nice and realistic. Yeah,
1: the closest thing film maybe film would be his work. aunt, like saying that she that he was the closest thing to a son to her. You know.
0: Yeah, in number four, you get to meet Mister Poppy's twin brother, also called Mister Poppy, oh. Oh. which which is the point where I think Mark Wooten realized he was, he, even he um <laughs> you know was not going to do nativity 4 <laughs> so, yeah. yeah wow there i i've heard inklings from people about nativity 5 being a thing but i don't know <laughs> i i just
5: saw I, I looked it up uh on the wikipedia page and apparently in an interview debbie is said nativity 4 has been developed and already and so is nativity 5 one of them is set down Under in Australia I was like, Oh no <laughs> and, uh, I mean It's because They've lost pretty much everyone From the original movies It's not like you're really losing That much moving it to Doing sort of a reboot And a refresh on it It's oh. not like you've already lost Everyone
1: this yeah, is the ship I, analogy, right? We've rebuilt the ship with a different piece every we, time we, oh, yeah, we, we, we make get... it.
3: Robert yeah. actually okay. just uh, left us a message.
0: Yeah, he did. I was going to get to his message in a. Oh,
3: okay. I'll let you do a... that.
0: To any of you listeners who are unaware, the Robert that we refer to is Robert E.G. Black, who you may know from the Please Be Seated Monty Python specials last year. But he is also my co host for the podcast Two Minutes About Time. He was going to join us today, but he ended up unable to do so cuz the scene that he the one scene he does like uh comes up shortly um i i i did record with him for um uh the best years of our lives bit that he was doing for that show um earlier this week when he'd watched nativity 2 and he he expressed how much he disliked it so <laughs> yeah so yeah so mr poppy secretly takes the kids on the trip and mr peterson finds himself joining them and this is the moment with... Um... Oh no, it's not. That's in a moment. Never mind. We'll get to that later.
2: <laughs> you say that he was uh, that he joined them. What really happened was he was kidnapped. <laughs> yeah.
0: And many. <then> stopped... <laughs> I, I, I do like the scene where um, he's tied up and he's offering the kid money. How much to untie me? And it's like, has <laughs> then it's like, anyone got any money? He's like, I haven't. He said, like, he said he's got sixty quid. <laughs> and that that was a that was a good. A, a good moment there. Literally
3: napped by kids.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I'm, I'm surprised none of us got there earlier. <laughs> but, but, yeah, <laughs> um, it's a cool bus though.
3: When did did he get this bus in the first movie? Was that a thing?
2: No. no,
0: no. He just has this bus for some reason.
2: So, have you ever been? Has anybody ever been on a duck tour?
0: Yes. Um, because I have and. Either. I didn't know it was a thing until I saw this film.
2: It is for sure a thing. And oh, yeah. it's a weird thing, but a fun
0: thing. And the bus does, does the bus do precisely as it does in the film with water? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: That's what it does.
0: It's yeah, a World War II fair.
3: vehicle. That yeah, that uh... was
0: what
2: they were designed to do. And now you get on tours and uh, at some point you get into the water.
0: I'd I'd love to, but I did not know that was a thing. But I'm relieved that it was, and they didn't just pull a chitty chitty bang bang in the middle of the film. With... <laughs> nope, that's what it does. But I it's recognize... not the they're, safest
5: they're... of uh, vehicles to travel upon.
0: Their uh... surprise at at the fact that the the bus does that was what confused me. Um... Right,
3: because ducks are a known thing. I mean, that's a thing. I it surprises me that you don't know. That it was a thing because ducks like were ubiquitous growing up, everyone had a version of a duck tour everywhere I went.
1: I've never yeah. seen one I don't know. Huh.
2: yeah, the only one that I've seen was in Boston, and I was on a school trip um amusingly for uh, for a either course or orchestra competition <laughs> hmm.
3: I guess, you know, with the Ozarks being kind of not too far away from us, that's a big thing down there. And then up in Wisconsin, there is like rough terrain with lots of lakes and people would do duck tours up there. I guess being in Iowa, we're kind of surrounded by places where duck tours would be appropriate. Minnesota with a thousand lakes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So maybe that's just
3: my perception that duck tours are everywhere.
0: (laughs) There aren't any. Local to me, as far as I'm aware. Well, so then,
3: did, so people watching this movie, when he showed up in a duck, I was like, that's a duck. And it looks like a school bus. And where did he get it? So I spent <laughs> half the movie wondering if he just stole a duck. Because, I mean, he's not about kidnapping a, a school, you know, a school room full of kids. So I thought maybe he stole the duck until later when I saw that it was actually named after himself.
0: I didn't even notice that. So yeah, I'm maybe Mr. Yeah, Popper like just the, has one.
3: does <laughs> Desmondia or something, I've got a note here. So it is I, I assume from the name of the duck that it is actually his because it's named after him.
0: It's the sort of thing where I was like, okay, he has a bus now. It it wasn't like a thing that I ever really <laughs> thought about, which is possibly weird. Um but yeah, so he secretly takes the kids. Mr. Peterson gets kidnapped. They throw away Mr. Peterson's phone, which is a bit much. Oh. Um, Mrs. Bevan finds out that the majority of Mr. Peterson's class aren't in class. I'm surprised to how much of an effort the class actually made in, in trying to make it look like a real class. Those few oh. students that left.
3: Um, and I was then, telling my son about this. And he said, wait, so they just sat on top of each other's shoulders for the whole day?
0: I was wondering this yeah it's just kind of like did they just spend the entire day stood facing the tomb with a with a coat on their head um but yeah I, I do like the one kid who was standing outside who was just like he literally says to the head teacher he doesn't want any visitors today it was just like why did you think that was gonna work <laughs> yeah it's um so Mr Peterson's class aren't in class Shakespeare gets one of his students to turn the sign around and then accidentally leaves another one of his students behind.
3: I think it would be fun to point out at this point that we have been at it for an hour and 45 minutes and we are 40 minutes into the movie.
0: <laughs> okay, right. Let's. Uh, so, now, um, Robert did say this
4: movie was too long. Apparently our podcast is too long. <laughs> okay. I agree with Robert.
3: I couldn't believe it. When they kidnapped the kids, the kidnapping scene, I looked at the clock, and there was an hour and 13 minutes left. And I kept looking at the clock. How is this going to be? There was a point where I said there's no way that this can end up ending at the music contest. Like the music contest has to end at about an hour, and then there has to be something else happening after that. There has to be a whole secondary plot that happens because it didn't make sense to me that it was going to take that long to wrap it up from where they were
0: but also it didn't feel to me like it dragged at any point it felt long but it did there wasn't any point where i thought oh this has taken a while
3: oh i'm not saying that it felt like a drug i'm just saying that timing wise watching it it didn't make sense to me yeah until i found out that it was going to be like a, a, a an outdoor lost style adventure yeah, I did not
0: well, yeah, expect for, them to for, get For that is. part, it was a bit weird that like half of the film was them getting there, and then half of the film was the troubles they had at the concert. It 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 could have been the entire film being them getting there and then ending at the concert, or That's they get I... there and the issues take. Yeah, it felt it felt very much like two distinct halves.
3: And I have to I have to leave for five minutes, but um, the cave that they took that they took shelter in for a second. Was that the Monty Python cave where the rabbit attacked them?
0: <laughs> I mean, it could have been. I don't know. I hadn't thought
4: about Just it. Just all
3: overgrown now, 40 years later?
4: If it was, they all should have said, run away, run away. <laughs> so you the first... Say, it, it
0: In terms of lengths for the rest of the film, the rest of the films, the first film is 105 minutes long, Um, which I think is...
4: good length for a kid's comedy movie. You know, like... Like comedy shouldn't be very long,
0: ninety minutes.
4: Yeah. So this,
0: ni- yep. Mind you, this one says it's one hundred and five minutes long, but that's not the case, is it? It's a bit longer. So it's it's hour forty-eight. Yeah. Okay. So it's roughly about the same. The first one doesn't have that. Does doesn't feel as long as this one. Um. So they turn the sign around, which we didn't really talk about. And accidentally leave one of his students behind, which is just—I've been on loads of school trips where they spend way too long counting and doing register, and now it seems all the more worthwhile. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, like that is, or like, did no one notice that that student wasn't there? Did no one like her? Was no one sitting <laughs> next to her and things? So oh, she's not come back. Like,
5: <laughs> quick, everybody, hurry up! Let's get out. We can get rid of her. <laughs>
0: um, and then the bus swims for the St. Bernadette students, and they reach land and run out of fuel conveniently. Um, it's good that that didn't happen while they were on water. Really. Um, yeah, and then they find a donkey <laughs> that they choose to take instead. I, I do love the kind of weird jokes throughout about the donkey being able to talk and fly.
4: Yeah. Uh, The donkey was fun to me. (laughs) Yeah. Especially for me when they see the donkey again after the white water Yeah, They were like, we could have (laughs) walked?
0: But I also like the fact that they do make the joke about the donkey flying then. Yeah. 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 I actually
1: hadn't... when, uh, When David Tennant says, oh, let's just follow the magic talking donkey, I was like... Oh, now it's Shrek, a guy with a Scottish accent is calling and talking donkey and <laughs> he's very exasperated.
0: Um, so yeah, so the bus falls into the sea, they find the donkey. Um, Oakmore arrive at the castle at this point point. Um, and the St. Bernadette students go to a barn to change the baby. Um, it, everyone knows what I mean by that, but I just realised it sounded like they just swapped children in the barn. <laughs> um,
2: they could have and it wouldn't have been less weird. <laughs>
0: no, um, and then they take the boat across the stream, which is—I I really like that sequence.
2: Yeah, I love. The, I know that we've already talked about this, but I—I I love that there's a fair number of people that are terrified about what's going to happen when uh, when this uh, bus hits the
0: water. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I do—I do just like the whole like the whole argument they were having about we're not going in this boat, we're not going in this boat, and then the smash... It was so... It it was obviously predictable, the smash cut, but it was funny.
5: It's it's just a neat trope, and you always like to see the characters like, no, I'm not going to do it, and the foot stomp, and then sometimes they'll even do a thing where one character is like, I'm not going, and the foot stomp, and then the foot stomp is the smash cut, (laughs) where, oh, then he's on the boat or whatever. I've always found that... Humorous and a bit silly, uh, but you know this is a silly movie, so yeah, why not? Did, did and not everything has to be inn- innovative.
3: Did you guys did you, did you guys talk about the fact that he had to be carried over four foot wide, ankle deep water earlier?
5: No, I don't think yeah. we did. Do we? No.
3: Yeah. So this was a this was a clever. Little, little bit of character growth. He, he went from having to be carried, literally carried over a four foot wide stream that's ankle deep to driving his own boat down Raging Rapids. Talking I didn't even
0: like, tweak that. But yeah, that's yeah. good. And Before, I just realized that we... Oh, sorry, carry on.
3: <laughs> no, no. Before when he was carrying the kids over the water, Mr. Peterson is one of the people he carried over the water
0: yeah oh okay yeah i didn't even twig that at all um, and i've seen this film way too many times to have not noticed that um but what i realized is we never talked about the one bit that robert said was funny in the film uh to the listeners of please be seated they actually won't know who robert is robert eg black is my co-host for 77 episodes of two minutes of Our time which exists i never mentioned on this show because the last time i recorded this show was in march um so uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, Robert. The one line that Robert liked was when they found the baby, and the one, and when everyone was like, "It's not my baby, it's not my baby," and the one kid said, "I don't even have a baby." <laughs> that
3: was, the... was it weird to anyone that there was a note with the baby saying, "Here, have this baby,"
0: <laughs> and
3: then later on, Please there's a mom the that's spare, like, that's
4: "Thank baby. you,"
0: right? Oh, yeah. Is Paddington Bear a conditions? thing you know that well in the States, or is that a reference that, like, is missed?
2: No, I I at least know what it is.
0: Yeah, no.
4: Yeah. It, it's it's known.
3: Yeah, I mean, we just all got done watching Boy Manor. Uh, but
0: yeah, pa- Paddington is pretty big here. Like, we've literally got marmalade brands with pictures of Paddington to sell them. Uh, that's kind of the scale of, of fame for Paddington Bear. Uh Is that he's the face of marmalade um but yeah um so the boat across the stream the donkey mysteriously appears where they end up as we talked about but yeah no it is uh, and it is interesting the donkey did choose to come that way and it makes it makes you wonder how short the walk actually was right
4: (laughs) yeah Um, like okay so sorry like that reminds me of like when we were in boot camp right um, we went out, we marched five miles out to the rifle range and we went, we went through the woods and we just, we were humping out there with all full pack and everything got up at five in the morning and went out there and we got to the rifle range and everybody's exhausted. And then we rush, rush, rush. So now you're at the rifle range and you're in the, you see no civilization whatsoever for as much as you can find on Paris Island. And I actually had to go, three of us had to go on a bus and go to uh, the main main side where all the you know all the offices and stuff are. so we jump on this bus and we take about a three minute ride in the bus, and not even that, and we're like, we just passed by our barracks in like after like thirty seconds. We walked five miles <laughs> when it was <laughs> probably about a quarter of a mile down the road from where we actually were staying, and it's just that's that's what this trip that they just did you know reminded me of, where it's like, they could have just easily walked and yet they, they went on this way. You know, that's why it took them so long. It should have only taken them a little bit of time, but they're taking all these wacky side trips just to, you know, if they took a straight line, they would have been there in no time.
0: Yeah, Um. so they, uh, t- t- they stop off at the cave where they open up about their dad's in a random musical number that was uncalled for, like, for the rest of the film. (laughs) It was like, okay, is this a musical now? (laughs) Um, There are two moments like that in this film, which confused me a little bit. Um, But at least in this one, it seemed partially diegetic because of Mr. Poppy having the guitar, the ukulele.
4: I really expected more music in this, honestly. Mm. I mean, obviously at the end and, you know, obviously a little bit at the beginning when they were showing their... But I actually thought it was going to be more music i was surprised that there wasn't it's, it was all at the mm. end you know
0: yeah it is it, it it does seem and it would have been fine to have been a musical really um the, the, i think, if i remember correctly the third one's kind of similar and just oh now we're singing okay um but not infrequent enough to actually feel like a musical it was
3: i think if this movie had been 90 minutes long it would have been wall to wall same amount of music
4: or yeah, would have felt more the wall. Yeah. We were closer together, you
5: know. Well, that's that sort of a thing with real musicals. You realize if you now listen, if you watch Hamilton without the music, all of a sudden it's a 20, you know, it's a 30 minute show. Um,
0: that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Famous I think. Le is about 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
5: And I wonder if that's why this has people to c- comment about there's a lot of plot in this and how there's this sort of the second part maybe they were expecting there to be more music and then it's like ah we aren't going to have x amount of songs so let's uh let's add another act to this show
0: Yeah maybe I mm, yeah it's I don't know. Spread, they, I they're I, they're I like I be. like a lot of the they don't do it as much in this one as in the first one but the first one um whilst not a musical has a lot of small hints of christmas song throughout just in the soundtrack like you'll have maybe like a 30 second sequence with a bit of one christmas song and then a little bit of another throughout so it has a musical feel to it because most because there's more soundtrack than score just Um, like die hard (laughs) uh, (laughs) but incidentally as a as a little link to two minutes about time uh one of the songs in the first film is written and performed by Ron Sexsmith. So,
4: yeah, are we gonna all sing it at the end of this uh episode?
0: <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's a true statement. Yeah, I, I we all
2: prepared it.
0: <laughs> mm. No, I but also that... as, a, as a reference to the listeners who haven't listened to Two Minutes About Time, in the last proper episode of Two Minutes About Time, several of us sang a song by Ron Sexsmith, um, mm-hmm. though in, including Brian and Brad uh so
4: well <laughs> yeah what i did was technically
0: singing but <laughs> hey ron heard it um what did he say <laughs> I, I, I don't know if i did i tell you guys what ron said i can't no, know no i hadn't heard okay let me find it he said thanks nice job Ah, huh. there we go Aww. um and then I was messaging, and then my next message to him was when I was watching the first nativity, and I was like, that's wrong. And so I messaged him, and he was like, oh yeah, that's right, I forgot about that film. So, there we go. Um,
5: <laughs> Did he say he was going to stop performing it now, because he could never do it the same as, uh, like, he felt we now had the definitive version of the song?
0: <laughs> yeah, we are, the. yeah, that would... Well...
4: I'm waiting for the phone call or text message to say that we're going on tour with him so that anytime he performs it, we are his backup singers for it.
0: I was, I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure it's inevitable, you know, as soon as co- the COVID period is over.
4: Yeah, yeah, I'm,
0: that, that, I'm, I'm that patiently waiting.
3: waiting. It's not going to end up being a, uh, a beloved and multiple watched movie in my household, but there's a thing that they did that was a trick. That I really liked and appreciated. When they went into the cave, they had a fire going and they were playing ukulele and singing. I think that's kind of the part we're on. Yeah. It was kind of neat the way that it was uh, a staying overnight in the woods scene, even though they knew that timing wise, they only had like five or six hours to deal with. And yeah. I kind of appreciated the way that they made it feel like a more epic journey with that one single scene where they had yes, essentially yeah. a night scene with everybody kind of napping on each other.
0: Yeah, I think that worked when it was easily like a half an hour stop, but it made it feel like a longer journey when it is literally Coventry to Wales. Well,
4: <laughs> you know, I, because because of the way I watched the film, I also kind of watched it. Not only was it in parts, you know, how it was presented to me. But also I had to take breaks between watching it almost like I watched the first, you know, part one to one night and part two the next night. So for my own lack of, you know, kind of paying full attention at, at, at the time, I swear it felt to me like it legitimately was a two-day journey. <laughs> so I missed it. Then. So they fooled me because partly because, you know, I, I'm an idiot. But, <laughs> uh, but, but you know, uh, so they job well done then movie
0: yeah i I, I think I think it was well done in the best way that they could make the journey of Coventry to Wales seem well done like it, it, I, I think it was it was good um I really I want to find the school in Coventry. I go Coventry quite often because that's where my dad's uh, from so whenever we see my grandparents we travel to Coventry um and yeah it really, me
3: it looked on the outside like it was just a daycare center.
0: I feel like that's what a lot of our primary schools look like. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Not that bright colours, the ones that I went to, but there were ones like that. Uh, Mr. Poppy gives Mr. Peterson the spare phone that he had the whole time, which, why is it this point that he finds... Like, lo- I I even for Mr. Poppy, surely the moment they ran out of fuel is the point where you would... <laughs> yeah. You would have the phone... <laughs>
1: Not to mention like yeah, th- I, it, that was supposed to be like a charming like oh Teehee I stole your phone but I really had it this whole time I would kill him like, yeah, I, it, I, wasn't, I, it wasn't <laughs> his phone
0: It was just a phone
1: like His phone my was still thrown off
0: the back of the bus wasn't it?
1: Yeah um, Yeah probably yeah So yeah I would kill him
2: I'm but... just surprised that all of these kids are able to walk for several hours. They say that the uh, that they're five minutes late uh, to uh, to their mic check. No, five hours late. Like... Sorry, five hours. Yeah, five hours. Um, and uh, and I don't hear any of these kids going. My feet hurt. I want to sit. I'm, I'm tired. tired. Yes. I'm hungry. Like, what well, I'm really I'm is, that's because
4: they weren't online. with any of their parents. <laughs> well, we didn't yeah. do that yet. I don't know. I've <laughs> chaperoned. You know, I've been Mister Poppy in some of these situations with kids, and it, you get that. Oh, well, I got used to the bathroom, or like everybody just gets done with the bathroom. There's always the one kid that still has to. It's like, well, why did you go when the whole crew, you know, group did? Or I'm tired. I want to sit here. You know.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> it admittedly, looked- I'm I'm like that on family trips. Like when we were on holiday, we went on literally like a two hour walk, and I was complaining for like the last hour. It was <laughs> so imagining kids considerably younger than me doing several out like they were a lot more motivated to do a concert than they should be um (laughs) but they uh they stop off at the cave we've already got that i need to scroll further down tommy sings uh and uh and just and then we cut to oakmore deciding that they need their own justin beaver um and then donald kicks it's not donald it's roderick Roderick kicks him out of the dressing room. My notes said Donald. I knew I'd make that mistake at least once.
3: <laughs> it's hard to tell.
1: Yeah, I, I wrote down that the Justin Bieber references really date this
0: movie.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, I, I have a
3: question. Justin Bieber, 2012, wasn't that already dated?
0: I think so. A bit. I mean, he's still yeah, the thing.
1: <laughs> he is the Justin Bieber of today, is unrecognizable to what he was mm. being portrayed as in this movie. Now he's got like a bunch of like SoundCloud rapper tattoos and <laughs> yeah. hangs out with Post Malone all the time.
3: Did anyone find it weird that Shakespeare had a poster of Roderick on his wall as a 55, 60 year old man?
0: <laughs> I weirdly didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I. Um... What I, I did like about the whole Justin Bieber thing is the fact that they never, like, get his name right. I think they say it once, but then it's Justin Bieber for Oakmore, Then Angel Matthews calls him Jason Bieber, which admittedly, Angel Matthews should know who Justin Bieber is. There is no reason for Angel Matthews to not know if she's supposedly a successful musician. Well, oh, that's think a we question. We can
5: all agree that is the proper respect you give to anything from Canada.
0: So, <laughs> Angel <laughs> that, Matthews felt to me like they wanted Catherine Tate, but couldn't. Not that, Catherine. That, Tate. Catherine, Jenkins. Catherine Jenkins. That reminds me, Luke.
3: These people that that were at this contest, the 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 record executive and and Angel and all of these people, are they real life famous people in England, or are they only real life famous in this movie?
0: real life, fa- well they're only famous in this movie Angel Matthews is Jessica Hines who was in like Spaced and uh, Doctor Who and she's she's a, like a big British comedy actress. But uh, like the judges those aren't real people either? I don't think so. No, no one that stood out to me um, but yeah I don't know uh, but yeah, but the whole time with Angel Matthews all I thought was they wanted Catherine Jenkins that's all <laughs> I could think is Catherine Jenkins known in America? Oh. I
5: don't, uh, Catherine Jenkins.
4: Never heard of her. Yeah. I, she I, was in
0: like one forget. episode of Doctor Who. She doesn't do a ton of acting, but she's a, like a... I'm pretty sure she's Welsh. She's like a big opera singer. Um, like oh, a oh, big oh, that
3: character. Okay.
0: Um, and I feel like that's who they were thinking of, at least writing this. Um
2: yeah, I can see that. It's at least maybe a uh, supposed to be a parody of her.
0: Yeah. yeah, although I get the impression that Catherine Jenkins is a lot nicer than her. <laughs> 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 uh, I
1: actually thought that character was very funny.
0: Yeah, she also appears in the in Nativity Rocks, the fourth film, and uh-huh. I. I watched that last week and I can't tell you anything her character does in the film. <laughs> you
4: know what actually was one of my favorite parts of this movie was when she was kicking those guys all out and you're banned from here and you're never coming back. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And then and then Mr. Poppy's like, Can I have your autograph? And she's like, Sure, you got a pen? And he's like, No. She goes, I'll send it in post. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, even after kicking them out, she was going to give them an autograph. So I, I legitimately. Yeah. I, like, I like the
0: fact that she also, like, how was she going to send it in the post? Was she going to like get the school's address? Like, yeah exactly <laughs> and, and the idea that she considered herself so up and famous that she would go out of her way to give one fan an autograph seemed kind of odd but fun. I liked it um
3: she just can't I read that as she just can't say no to to any love
0: yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah. fans you know like. <laughs> um. So then the rehearsals take place and we've got what I've described as Oakmore's musical rip-offs. Uh, because yeah. at the start, it was very clearly at the end of the day from Lameth Mis Rob. Um, and then it moved on to clearly Where Is Love from Oliver. I think the Where Is Love was more obvious than at the end of the day. It was very sister, overt, yeah. My sister's yeah. a big Lame fan and she didn't get that it was at the end of the day until I put it out. Like I was like, they're just doing it at the end of the day. She's like, oh yeah, and so, so that mm-hmm. it surprised me that she didn't get it. But it, but I feel like, did you guys see it as a lamez thing at the start? I did.
3: Oh, completely.
0: Actually,
1: I haven't seen lamez. No. So.
4: Yeah, me neither. So what that went over yeah. my
3: yeah. head.
1: No,
0: I'm inviting uh-uh. next year's lamez a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I'm not the only person here that's actually went and seen it live.
0: That's not I, possible. I I've seen the. Uh, I've never seen the actual show live. I've seen the All Star concert live, with wow. Alfie Bow, Michael Ball, Matt Lucas, and Carrie Hope Fletcher. Um, I've seen it live a couple of times. My mum, live I one, My with dad and my sister. Guy. I've seen it live. Uh, you saw it what with with Calm? Yeah. Wow. That huh. that's good. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: in in I my defense, that was more
0: common. I don't know. In my defense, when I went. Cameron McIntosh was there Ooh. Uh, and I think claude Michael Schoenberg and Alan Booba, like the writers and everyone were all there because turns out the night we went was press night uh, and we didn't know that like we turned up and they were like oh there's Cameron McIntosh and his mum which was interesting and then I also found out out on social media like the night after um, that like several celebrities were there that night that I didn't realise like, as a fan of the film, Samantha Barks, who plays Eponine in the film, I saw a woman from a distance when we were like uh, in the interval. And I was like, that looks like Samantha Barks, but it can't be because she's doing Pretty Woman on Broadway at the moment. And then I check her Instagram the next day and it's like, nope, that's Samantha Barks. And I just didn't speak to her.
3: <laughs> so, are you guys aware of the thing where at exactly one hour, something big happens in movies?
0: Yeah, can we just say briefly to the listeners that Brad has just messaged to say he has to go? Uh, Oh, okay. uh, 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 Goodbye, Brad. I think he's left. Uh, We'll figure out his social media plugs at the end. Uh, (laughs) Brad hosts the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, and you can find them on Twitter at CosmicGpod and Cosmic Geppetto listeners page on Facebook. But yeah, it makes sense. We've gone on way longer than I thought. But yeah, no I' heard that I think I've heard the, the one-hour thing, but I've never actually like tested it.
3: Well, ever since I've, ever since I've heard that, I, I've always looked, and this movie has Mr. Shakespeare cackling very loud, like it takes up the whole soundtrack at, a, at precisely one hour.
0: I need to find out what happens, bang on, at one hour into about time. I'm doing this right <laughs> now. I should know, but I can't remember. Uh, because I feel like that's the sort of film that 100% would obey this oh okay yeah it's true bang on at one hour is when Tim has to decide whether or not he's going to sleep with Charlotte or go home to Mary nice so Richard was definitely familiar with that structure I think uh, so yeah that, that makes perfect sense I need to look at all my favourite films to see what happens one hour in now <laughs> but yeah that's good it's also so let's a little... Do, let's do, do a really quick out? check.
3: Who who all is still with the broadcast right now?
0: I am. I am. Yeah, I think it's just... Everyone except Brad. Brad.
3: Yeah, Everyone except Brad? Okay. Uh, what
0: were you going to say, Curtis?
3: <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't really going to say anything. I just kind of wanted to do a check. I didn't know if it was just me and you left or... <laughs> uh,
0: it's, um... But, yeah, no, it's, uh... It's an interesting way to look at f- films as you said the one hour thing. I'd never actually like considered it as bang on one hour in as a thing, so I'm going to start looking at a lot of films and thinking and checking one hour into them now I think.
1: Um I have a question about the Christmas pudding's song. Oh, I thought British people said happy christmas.
0: No. No. Really? <laughs> Not really. There, there there is happy Christmas stuff, but it's kind of just uh Merry Christmas overall. Whether it's an American thing that we've picked up on, I don't know. Oh, gosh.
1: Was anyone mind. else
3: was anyone else kind of pulling for the Christmas pudding to win?
0: I actually what wrote, wrote that I, if we're a lot better than that.
1: Yeah, i I wrote that if I were giving the prize, the Christmas puddings would probably get it from me. <laughs> Although I actually really liked the uh the shameless materialism of Countdown to Christmas. I was really enjoying that. Yeah. My
2: favorite was um was Christmas trees, the the kind of river dance mop um. Yeah. Thing.
0: I, that yeah. was my favorite for
2: sure.
1: The Irish be... one was fun too, yeah.
2: Can
0: I just say that Roderick's was actually pretty good? <laughs> it was. No, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No,
3: they were abs- They were like a military choir. They were completely professional.
0: Um, yeah. So yeah, Miss. Uh, so Mister Peterson and Mister Poppy have an argument, and then they make it up to each other by speaking through the kids. I thought that was quite funny. It's a bit <laughs> that, trope-y, but I enjoyed it.
4: <laughs> there you go. I was going to say that it's another trope that is still. I mean, tropes are fine. You know, they're, they're these these type of movies have formulas, and it's okay if they adhere to the formula as long as it's done well and funny. And and I thought that was a good scene too.
3: Well, and this is Mr. Roderick stole a baby, (laughs) not in good fun. He didn't find a baby on the back of the bus that someone left for him. He outright just took a baby. (laughs) Yes, he was like, "I'm taking this baby."
1: It was very unclear to me why nobody, why that was allowed to happen. Yeah. They, they didn't really give a good reason for why they just let his wordless agents walk up and take the baby and walk away, <laughs> you know. I
2: think they were just too shocked.
1: Yeah, I guess. Well, his so choir cool.
2: was part choir and part goon squad, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, you could see why they, you know, they are the way they are because he is, he actually was, seemed very abusive, like physically <laughs> to, to <Yeah>. those kids. <laughs> he gets a little rough with them later in the movie.
3: He's definitely the Cobra Cry of uh, choir teachers.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No mercy. <laughs> mercy is for the weak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we then have the Climb That Mountain random musical number once again, um, which is, I think, the first random musical number that isn't diegetic I assume, but then it might be because they also kind of sing the song in the concert. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's also so completely about their journey there. Yeah, so it's just I don't know, but it, I guess it's also the sort of thing where you can I I will mildly accept it because they've been walking for hours. They might as well have come up with a song while they were doing it. True. Sure. Um, they then get stuck up the mountain. Um, I whilst it's. A very obvious kind of uh, annoying obstacle that they can't get down. I find it weird that at that point, Mr. Peterson's like, okay, we're done. Uh I, I feel like he at that point would have made a bit more of an effort to, okay, we'll go down and walk around.
4: Uh, I don't know. I I felt for Mister Peterson at that point. It was like, what are we gonna do now? I mean, it's a friggin' mountain, and he's like losing his mind. And I was kind of with him on that.
0: Oh no, it made sense, but I found it weird that he was like, okay, we'll give up here, because like you nearly that like, you can see it, like you work out something. You don't just turn around and get. How on earth are you getting back to Coventry?
4: Well, th- I mean, they as as we find out, they they do work it out. Yeah. Well, you happen
3: to have a. The, the magical
4: backpack had a rope that was yeah. long enough to go down a ten thousand foot cliff.
0: Mister Poppy is surprisingly more organized than anyone
4: expected. Well, <laughs> um, and they're strong as all get out too, to be able to lower all those kids and a donkey down that huge mountain.
0: Okay, I've got a big question about that. How did Mister Poppy get down?
2: I would imagine that they brought, uh, they got him into the helicopter.
0: Oh.
3: No, because, because the kid who was later on, a there's a scene where he meets back up with the wife, and, and that's the first time they've seen each other.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of they, they cut out. And because when I was watching with my family, uh, well, not when I was making notes today, weirdly, but when I was watching with my family, we were having like a big while they were doing it, we, we were thinking, okay, I wonder how Mr. Poppy's gonna get down. And then it just kind of cut away, and it was like, oh, that's just how he got like down.
4: It, it has <laughs> they to be they that he just away. tied
3: off and then climbed down.
4: Well, true. That's probably what happened. He probably repelled instead of being yeah. lowered. Yeah. But that's the solution, and they didn't have a good, you know, they didn't have a good bit to do with him. So they literally just cut it to the yeah. Name. The, down the, there.
0: the whole sequence gives me flashbacks of a sponsored ab sale down a church tower I once did, um, which was terrifying. <laughs> I did it for a charity that my family uh run and a member of our charity was going to do it and I was like I'll do it and I was fine and it was only that first lean back that you have to do to abseil that it was like I can't do this. I managed it but I kind of more bounced down than abseiled down. I was kind of just bouncing <laughs> off the walls as I got down. But yeah, yeah
3: that's pretty much everybody's first time repelling.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh... <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I think I think it's just that lean back at the start. Because you feel like, I've got to be fully back by now. And they're like, no, keep leaning further. <laughs> it's just, oh. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, my favorite is repelling face first, where you're running down the wall, where you're, you're, fe- you're not going backwards. That's, that's interesting. <sighs> I can't imagine doing that down a mountain.
0: Uh, at least down the church tower. Like It was part of a... It was a thing that you could do at the church fair thing that most people weren't going to do. There were only a few people. You had to book in advance, and we were like, "Oh, we'll do it as a sponsored thing," and yeah.
4: They do something like that in my hometown. There's uh, Kodak is uh, from there, and they have the big Kodak Tower, uh, you know, one of the skyscrapers for you know, for our my town, anyways. And um, they they you could pay to do a charity thing, and they'll repel you down that. Um, skyscraper and my aunt did it and she was like it was terrifying but you know we got video of her going up and down that thing well down not up up up. they took the elevator
0: yeah oh well up was kind of terrifying for the church tower because obviously you're not really supposed to be able to easily get up the church so first it's a staircase but then it's like a ladder and then you're like just climbing onto ledges and stuff to actually get up the church to inside to up the top like it's an old church where you're clearly not supposed to easily get to the roof. Um, at this
3: point in my notes, I wrote, there's still 30 minutes of this movie left.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, while I was making notes today, I was continually checking how long's left for the film. And it was like, this is longer than I remember. Like,
4: <laughs> like, like I, I, you know, I gave, I give this movie a big pass because it's a kid's movie. It's a comedy. Um, it's not meant to be taken serious. It's a fun little holiday movie, whatever. But the special effects for when they were uh, lowering down... Oh, did you see that? Oh. It, I didn't it, know it, if that was just my TV. I didn't looked, have an issue with it. Oh, I thought it looked... I don't know. I mean, it was... I need to back. I thought it looked... The perspective was all wrong. I thought the... It, it, it almost looked. I mean, I'm talking more from like the the far shots. Really is really was what looked funny to me. It, yeah, it, the far shots. Yeah, it, it just it wasn't. It was right. completely.
3: It was completely um artifacted around them. Yeah, it was. It was just <laughs> like like twice the width of their body out.
4: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> that's it. Just it didn't sit right with me, and I was like, you know what that you know again i'm not going to fault it i'm it's, it's not star wars it's not you know avengers it's it's nativity 2 danger in the major but i guess <laughs> but... if if
0: the oh no you're right actually when i'm looking at it yeah it does it seems a little too smooth in places as well
4: it's just yeah i don't know it was just silly, oh
0: but... yep. okay yeah the far shot yeah okay
3: but you... also it was fine like you said it's a it's a kid's movie from 2012 exactly it's fine it's fine
0: (laughs) it's a tv movie as well isn't it Uh, i think this one might have been theatrical i'm not sure oh
1: wow okay the third fourth fourth ones
0: are definitely theatrical Uh, and i hate them well i wouldn't say hate them i they would be fine films if they weren't after these two films which i think are actually pretty good movies (laughs)
4: If you if you if if it's truly a TV film too, it's a lot more forgivable. Some of the effects and all that, but again, it's not it's not an effects driven movie. It's it's a silly you know road trip movie, really. It
0: it was it was theatrical release.
4: Yeah, but still, Uh, it's fine. (laughs) The
3: only reason I even noticed it is because uh, it didn't seem like there were any special effects anywhere else. Everything else seemed practical to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously,
3: green screen extended sets or something, I didn't see that, you know.
0: Yeah, it It... does seem like if the budget wasn't going to make the effects good enough, you wouldn't write this in.
4: Eh, Uh, it's it's fine, (laughs) it (laughs) It really really (laughs) is, (laughs) but it it was noticeable.
0: Even Nativity One was theatrical release, they're all theatrical release films. Oh, wow, Uh, four of them, yeah. I remember very nearly going to see the fourth one in the cinema and then something else came up. Uh, Brian, I realize you just sent a message saying that you're going to have to go. So um, if you want to say your social media plugs and any final thoughts, I guess.
4: (laughs) Uh, I'll appreciate it. Well, yeah, um, I, I will say I enjoyed the movie. I don't think it's going to win any awards. But for a silly kids movie, Christmas movie, I was, and I'm in a Christmas mood right now. I'm one of those annoying people who this year I'm like, you know what, it's November, I don't care. I'm ready for Christmas.
0: Too. listeners as i'm sure you can tell we recorded this back in november so i, I know, kicked I, off I was, the christmas season with lethal weapon like two weeks ago yeah um,
4: and Die is about to get a, a, a viewing very soon but yeah. i was really into i enjoyed the movie i was you know ready to talk about it i like david Tennant. i thought mr poppy was fine he was funny um it, it's great for what it is um so so for that being said but uh yeah i'm gonna have to get going but um I am a fellow movie by minute podcaster with Luke and pretty much everybody else here. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I do the Marine Corps movie minute podcast where we actually just last week, uh, as this recording finished, uh, the movie heartbreak Ridge, which is the 1986 Clint Eastwood, uh, military classic. I like to call it. And so it's available, um, on, at Facebook, um, you know, Marine Corps movie minute where, uh, um, MCMM underscore podcast at on Twitter and Instagram is Marine Corps movie minute pod. If anybody wants to give us a follow there, we are on hiatus right now. So I could do fun projects like this with Luke and others. And then, um, sometime in, in the near future, we're going to, we're going to start putting out some new content. We are not sure what we're going to do yet, but please, um, feel free to give us a listen. Please feel free to give us a, you know, go ahead and binge the whole show. Uh, Luke's been <laughs> on it. Um, and Brad mentioned
0: earlier that he's been on it, so. And uh, by the time this is out, your episode of Christmas Actually will be out as well. Excellent. In yeah. fact, that's like that's like a week from now. Oh, I need to I, get I, editing the rest of the show. There you <laughs> go. goes.
4: Christmas season. I'm ready. I'm all for the Christmas podcast at this point too. So, um, yeah, I, and I so I appreciate Luke the uh, chance to come on and chat with you again, especially about a you know, Christmas movie at, during Christmas time. It's, it's it's I'm 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 into it. I'm I dig it. And um, that's that's it, man. Appreciate it.
0: Brilliant. Thanks for joining us.
4: Hey, Brad. It's great chatting with you.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Appreciate it, everybody. It's good we'll to talk to you.
1: We'll see you on Rocky Horror Minute. I'm we looking sure to will. It. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs>
4: Excellent. Curtis, always a pleasure. Yep. So, all right. Take care, guys. Bye. I guess we
0: should and try. And Leandra and
1: I, we're actually going to have to get going pretty quickly here too. Okay.
0: Sure. Yeah. Curtis, you able to stick on to tackle the rest? Of
3: <laughs> Just me and Luke, <laughs> and then there were two.
0: Well, Luke,
3: let's talk about the end of the movie. Let's let's yeah, let's well, call I it in. You, uh...
0: you both want to do your plugs first, I guess, before me and Curtis tackle yeah. the rest. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. it has gone
0: on way more than I thought. <laughs> also, I did it. I... Movie by people to tackle a whole well, film in one What, what do you
3: expect <laughs> from a group of people that are used to talking about one minute for 30 minutes or 40 minutes trying <laughs> yeah. to take on a whole movie? Yeah, I should have seen of it. Of copy. course we're two and a half hours in.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, Leandra and I do Rocky Horror Minute, which is a minute-by-minute minute podcast covering the Rocky Horror Picture Show. We also are part of the DC Rocky Horror Shadowcast, the Sonic Transducers. So, after the pandemic, if you're ever in DC on the second weekend of the month, you should stop by and see us. But Rocky Horror Minute is on Instagram and Facebook at Rocky Horror Minute, or Twitter at Rocky Horror Min.
2: And, of course, you can... Uh, find us at RockyHorrorMinute.com. dot com, and if you just so happen to want information about the Rock Horror Show Shadowcast that we're on, you can go to DCRockyHorror.com. dot com.
1: Yeah, or Sonic Transducers on Facebook. Brilliant! So Thanks so much for that, joining us. But thank you. Yeah, this, thank you so much for having us. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was. I really enjoyed
2: this.
3: I can't wait to yeah. go listen to the Rocky. The Rocky Minute. The Rocky. Say it again. Rocky,
2: Rocky minute. Horror Minute. Rocky <laughs>
3: Horror. Horror uh, that was escaping me. I love that movie.
1: Oh yeah. I think
0: Rocky yeah, Minute a thing as well, isn't
3: it? It, it, <laughs> is. it is. Yeah. Rock. I was getting stuck on Rocky. It's like, no, no, that's not right. Not Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: thank you so much. Enjoy uh, discussing the ending of the movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: All right. So Curtis. Um, so, <laughs> let's tackle act two. Out of three. <laughs> so uh so Tommy speaks. Yes, we can, Mr. Pe- we've already done that. had to sale down the mountain. I didn't talk about Tommy speaking. He gets stuck. Helicopter with Sarah and Mr. Yep. Peterson's dad to help him up because apparently they have a helicopter now. Um Mrs. Bevan and some students and parents arrive to try and find the rest of the class and then the show starts. Um Christmas Puddings, Christmas is the Crackers. What do you think of that as a, as a musical number? Were you a fan?
3: I am a fan. I love the puddings. I've the, got uh, yeah. them all written down here.
0: I think I got all of them written down except one.
3: Oh, my question make. is, are they, are they plums? Are they prunes? Are they eggplants? I they we just Christmas Puddings. But they're just as I something load. that's not pudding.
0: I need to to load it up uh, <laughs> now.
3: Well, okay. As long as as long as I've got this podcast all to myself, I'm now going to tear it off course in a different direction.
0: I know. It, 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 I think they are still Christmas puddings. Hang on, maybe. Okay. It's is 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 the concept of a Christmas pudding a British thing? Like a Christmas it pudding. It totally is, yeah. I don't
3: know. I don't really know what that is.
0: And I'll find I'll find a photo.
3: Luke, I've got a question.
0: Yeah. Did you at any
3: point consider doing this podcast as Nativity by the fart joke?
0: <laughs> no, but I guess I could
3: have done. <laughs> Breaking it down into about fifteen parts or so.
0: <laughs> yeah, some some of them feel a little overdone, a little much. I've sent a Christmas a picture of a Christmas pudding into the okay,
3: chat. okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. I totally, I fun. totally thought yeah. they were plums.
0: Uh, that's fair, and I think quite often there's like a coin that's like a, like a pound coin that's hidden in the Christmas pudding, and someone has a slice that has the coin in it.
3: Oh, they do something like that in New Orleans, where uh, they bury, they have a baby in it, like a like a doll.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard about that. Yeah, I never yeah. thought the Christmas pudding is a British thing, but maybe it is.
3: Huh. Yeah, it's not. So, well, okay, I can only speak to Midwest. Uh, it's not a Midwest thing for sure in the in the United States. Hmm. Is that is Christmas pudding? So is that like a cake?
0: Yes, yeah, sort of. Yeah, um, pudding for us
3: is like pudding for us is a. I don't know another way to say it. it's pudding. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, fo- follow follow up further into my poll on do you like the nativity films on Instagram? It's now had twenty one votes. Oh, all nice. of them yes. <laughs> People like these movies. <laughs>
3: I don't really <laughs> think it was an unlikable movie.
0: Yeah, I
3: literally so. my only but literally my only complaint is that. It was too long.
0: Okay. And the fart jokes. Or were you a fan? Were you in oh, with them? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I've got a 12-year-old boy, so in my life, fart jokes are amazing. <laughs> me, me mentioning it isn't me complaining about it.
0: Oh, uh, Okay, fairs. Um, so Mr. Poppy, Mr. Peterson, and the class arrive, but they can't be let in as they're late, but they sneak in. Uh, Mr. Well, Peterson they, and they Sarah... Them,
3: they divert them with another poop joke by, having, by saying yeah. that the... Uh, the donkey is pooping all over the front steps of the castle. The the,
0: the idea of that guy just leaving instead of phoning for someone to clear it up seemed a bit <laughs> convenient. Um, He's pretty
3: freaked out about it though. He's like, yeah. ah, not a very big crowd for the show for something no, that seems like such a big deal.
0: I was thinking that it was kind of like it's not even like all the parents of all the kids. It felt like kind of a. It felt like it was still a rehearsal. Like
3: yeah yeah it kind of felt like a like a rehearsal where just the the people themselves are there
0: yeah and the audience I is thought everyone it was who's the actual performing. show at several points. I still thought it was a rehearsal. um so we have Lloyd and the Snowballs, Snow Angel. that was still fairly good, yeah um, there wasn't Mr. Really... The, the rap one, not a fan <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only one really that wasn't great. I think, I think all of I these just were potentially it has better. Than, well. I think all of these were potentially better than St. Bernadette's. Yeah. Um so we have yeah, Lord and Snow, Snow Angel. Mr. Peterson gives Sam back a hat. Once again, that's a nice monumental moment, but also they've gone through a lot of stuff in this whole journey. Why only now does he decide to bring out the hat?
3: That is weird. Like where was he keeping it?
0: Yeah, did he just have it in his like coat pocket from... No, because he wasn't wearing his coat when he confiscated because it. Because
3: they stole his coat.
0: Oh, yeah, that's weird. Cause he, he's, he's this, is he wearing the same outfit as he was when they first... Did he just have it in his pocket from then?
5: Because I well, feel like I know, for a teacher to take day... a
0: student's property home with him is a they bit... They did have one
3: overnight at the beginning of the movie where yeah. he went home and got chewed out by his dad for being a loser.
0: Yeah. so and he took he the went... hat before that... So he would have taken the hat home with him Which doesn't seem like a very responsible teacher Because I feel like you shouldn't take students' property home With you (laughs) And uh, there Mrs. Bevan Mistakes Roderick for Donald Um, It kind of surprises me That there's not more There were two occasions I can think of Where they have the the Mistaking Roderick for Donald thing It kind of surprises me that it's not a recurring thing and then it doesn't it really happen the other me, way around.
3: It, it kind of surprised me that they that they even went there. It, they made it so far into the movie. They made it hours into yes. the movie without that being a thing. Yeah. That it just it just seemed what, once they did it, I was like, oh, they've got that to do now.
0: <laughs> the bit the bit with Mrs. Bevan didn't really get anywhere. The bit with the baby made sense as to where it fits structurally. With Mrs. Right. Bevan, it just kind of felt like it would only have fitted in if they did this gag a little more. Um Yeah, I agree. Mr. Poppy gives the baby to Roderick accidentally. Oh hang on, there's one more before that, which is an Irish Christmas spirit of the trees. Right. Being- That's well, the
3: one that uh we were all saying that we liked a lot.
0: Yeah. The sort of I, river dance one. I like that these are all just sort of taking place in the background, but we see hints of them. Um, well, and,
3: yeah. and I, when, um because I was expecting it to go like other movies where really you're only going to see uh, kind of the, the the main two people that are against each other's songs. And yeah. other songs, you're going to see like 10 seconds of it. You're going to see a start or whatever. But we got a really good meaty uh, bite of all of the... All I feel of the... they
0: possibly got like school groups or something to contribute is Real what I felt. School groups? That's what it's, you think? I, I feel like they got school groups or like musical theater groups and said, can you do a song for our film? And just they kind of individually went away and made it. That's how it felt to me.
3: Yeah, okay, that makes sense.
0: Um, Which I think kind of fits with the charm. It feels like a very sort of personal, small-budget film.
3: Oh, we get another poop joke right away after the donkey joke. uh, After Uh, the donkey poop joke. baby diaper again. Before they hand it off to Roderick. Oh,
0: yeah. And then... um the Christmas fairies rap, which we're not a fan of particularly. Nope. Um, <laughs> then Roderick wants to use the baby for their act. Okay. Um,
3: this is a, this is a part during the movie where I don't know if I heard it right or not. Roderick and their group perform. And then they, they bring out the part where the kid is singing and holding the baby. Yeah. Right. On stage. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Shakespeare, I swear to God, says that's my baby.
0: Uh, maybe I can't remember to be honest. He might have done. But
3: that might have meant that they were talking about his song. But because there was a literal baby on stage, I was like, "Wait a minute! This is Shakespeare's baby."
0: That would have been an interesting huh. twist. Yeah.
3: So I spent the rest of the movie trying to figure out, how did they get Mr. Shakespeare's baby? Why is, why is Mr. Shakespeare's little kid going to a different school? Why would his wife have her kid take the baby to a different school? <laughs> it, made, it made the end of the movie a lot more interesting for me, trying to yeah.
0: puzzle um, that out. So yeah, we get we then get Shane and the Calendar Girls counting down to Christmas, which once again I I thought that was like that is was a potentially winning number because also all of these a like their sets are massive and I just don't get how they could have so many sets like with
3: well I was thinking about that if you really look it is the same set over and over it's the two it's the trees on the side of the hill on both sides and then just something in the middle to something in the middle and it. A combination of something new in the middle and lights each time.
0: Because one of the it things still would have that been a made massive
3: me undertaking to to one do it. Things a... things it
0: surprised me that St Bernadette's won was because, like, in terms of set, like the snow globe, sure, like it's yeah. fine. But also, there was no like choreography in the performance or anything. It was kind of like, it looks like you've you look like a average school choir performance. They look oh, like no. actual rehearsed stuff. <laughs> that's that's how it felt a little bit um, i've been
3: to a few they don't look that good or they don't okay. look
0: that bad <laughs> yeah okay fairs. um so uh st cuthbert's do peace and joy which is i liked i liked peace and joy it's been stuck in my head for a while for some reason <laughs> since I, I watched the film today um and then they steal Oatmore's song um which I like how that kind of hinted at his plan earlier on when he tries to, when he figures out, oh, so they're after us. Like, it was a good kind of moment. Yeah. And then Angel Matthews reads out that St. Bernadette's are about to perform before they find out they've been disqualified. And I do quite like the move for Mr. Shakespeare to allow them to stand in for Oakmore.
3: That and... was, but, then, but then, to, um, then to come back later and double-cross him.
0: Yeah, was little... it was a bit... Yeah,
3: because I thought it's like, oh, okay, we've got a little redemption thing here. He's letting him perform, but then he takes the I'm credit
0: like, anyway.
3: <laughs> then he takes the credit anyway. But here's the thing: those kids didn't get to perform. Yeah, he just arbitrarily decided that his own kids would not perform.
0: Yeah, it was a bit rather it than kicking up a complaint. It isn't like with... they
3: couldn't perform.
0: No, they could have. They could have like actually made like a proper complaint with St. Cuthbert's. Like, I was
3: fully expecting uh, both of the schools to perform together.
0: Yes, that would put something better. a dual better. win,
3: you know, situation.
0: But when the they're for some reason some Bernadettes are trapped in a globe now, um, I do like the gag about Shakespeare's globe. That I thought that was a yeah. really good line. <laughs> um, although it did make it did seem weird the whole thing with them being trapped in the globe and then how easily they got out at the end. Because it was not they were it trapped. Seemed,
3: it's, it? it seemed weird to me that they were trapped at all. I mean, yeah. it's a piece of plastic.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you kind of wonder about the acoustics within the globe and how they all got heard anyway when they're not mic'd up. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs>
3: well, they had... they had. Uh, I keep saying vocoders. That's not right. They they had um, uh, the voice changer things, The
0: auto-tune stuff, yeah. The
3: auto-tune. So they must have been mic'd up somehow. <laughs>
0: um, so they perform and the audience love them. they even do an encore? they even do an encore? <laughs> Where kids in the audience are suddenly part of the number, apparently. Um, right?
3: The kids that stayed back in the class to, uh, to divert them?
0: Yeah. The kids who I felt sorry for the whole time, really, because they too. don't know about all the, all the mayhem that the class are actually going through. They were just like, hey, you're not going to be in the concert. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it was just...
3: You're going to pretend to be... You two are going to pretend to be Mr. Peterson. Hope he likes sitting on shoulders.
0: I kind of think... I kind of think it could have worked better if they got, like, students from another class to do it. If, like, Mr. Poppy said, can I borrow these students for the lesson? And they're for the day. And then students from the other class are standing in and his whole class are off. Because I feel like Mrs. Bevan wouldn't instantly realize that those students are in the wrong class. If they're the same year group, she'd kind of just assume i think that wasn't anything wrong if she came by i think that would be fine um and
3: the the kids that show up sing beautifully as if they're rehearsed yeah
0: and then um i do like the scene we have where donald tells his father and roderick to shut up and so does mr poppy i found that actually quite a good well done scene um yeah and then Donald says that Mr. Poppy is a member of his family and was more of a brother to him than Roderick ever was. Which is n- kind of... Well, and this it and this goes back it to the fine. thing
3: we were talking about earlier. Um, and I made this in my notes at the point where he loaned him the phone to call his wife. I thought this was going to end up with Poppy being a half-brother to uh, Roderick and Donald.
0: Okay, yeah. I could see that completely. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing uh, with
3: madcap comedies is that, you know, going all the way back, maybe even further, but at least in my experience, going all the way back to a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, people suddenly being related to each other is kind of a kind of a regular thing in comedies. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't going to be surprised, you know. Yeah not knowing the history of the movies it's like oh okay Um, Poppy is, Poppy's in all these movies so (laughs) that would be a a very extreme departure for the character to suddenly be related to this guy
0: (laughs) I guess the the only I'm not mentioned I guess the only reason why it wouldn't have been a thing, possibly the reason why they didn't do it is that uh, Mrs. Bevan would have probably known
3: yeah that's, that's the thing it would um, be she didn't uh, mention it.
0: So then uh, St. Bernadette's Leave, and Angel Matthew sings Oh Holy Night. And I think she's actually pretty good. I don't know how like Jessica Hines is as a singer, whether she did the vocals herself, but I was thinking for someone who's a comedy actress, if it was her doing the vocals herself, she's pretty good.
3: Hey, I have an English thing to ask you.
0: Yeah? What does...
3: Uh... What does I'm going to need a jab mean?
0: Um, Kind of like an injection, a vaccine, kind of. Well, not a vaccine, but kind so of. So he
3: kisses him and sort then of he thing. says, I'm going to need a jab. That's what that means? Yeah. Okay, kind so, of as if he's so full so of diseases. Kiss was dirty?
0: <laughs> yeah, he was saying, like, Mr. Poppy's probably got loads of diseases. I need protection oh, against these diseases.
3: That um, is not a joke as an American that I got. I thought maybe he needed a shot or I don't know. A shot meaning, like, a of alcohol.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that. Okay.
3: So, so a jab that, is that. just a jab. Got it.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I I, quite liked that gag. I thought it was a good <laughs> good joke. Um, so Angel Messages, oh, holy night. Then Sarah goes into labor at the barn, because it's Christmas movie. Um, and oh, there are oh, just yeah, barns everywhere, Christmas apparently. Um, Sarah
3: is yeah. sitting on a donkey being led by a star to the Oh, I didn't even
0: notice the led by a star. After, a <laughs> after being
3: kicked out of the castle.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I, I like it. I think I think it's, <laughs> it, it's kind of blatant, but it's also, like, for a kid's movie, I thought it was quite cleverly done.
3: She's following a star while riding a donkey to the manger after being kicked out of the castle.
0: Yes.
3: By an angel, by the way might i add <laughs> an angel has kicked her out of the castle
0: mm-hmm. uh and then oak I've, I've written oakmore in brackets saint bernadette's win um yeah and then i i do quite like shakespeare taking credit for it like the fact that he thinks that no one will notice <laughs> well like one of the kids like we didn't even sing he was like yeah we still won <laughs> Yeah, just shut up we're gonna do this um and then uh, Roderick and Donald make up by piercing to get the uh, pier- not piercing piecing together the heart. Um, yeah,
3: that was, that, that was one moment should... in the movie where I actually had just a little bit of a almost gonna tear up. It's like oh,
0: I feel like they would have hugged if it wouldn't have been to- too difficult to film. Yeah, They're like but both me and my sister, when we were watching it last weekend. were like they would have hugged, but they can't do that. <laughs> Without like hiring a double and or like really cleverly doing it, and we saw that the effects aren't great. So, <laughs> like, but I think they made oh, they it work. Could have, they and could the, have just
3: covered it. They could have done it in coverage. One person. made had it work. Me, and like, the double, fact that the film
0: is the film is pretty much not scripted makes it all the more funnier. The fact that there is a scene where David Tennant is talking to himself, <laughs> like the concept just, of him it, filming that is just it shocks
3: me, Luke. That that this film is not scripted i mean they didn't even have an outline they were just like okay what should we do first and then made it in chronological order
0: i assume so yeah wow um there's a couple of films and shows a little like this here uh, there's a sitcom called outnumbered uh, which i think this has been compared to a few times which is about like two parents struggling with their three kids who who are kind of kids are kind of it's very funny and the humors and a lot of the like, silly things the kids say, but it's completely non-scripted with the kids. It's just kind of like the outline of this is what's going to happen in this scene, but oh, yeah, the I kids think do whatever they want. Looking
3: at the, looking at the outtakes from the end, it's like, oh yeah, they clearly just had the kids do stuff five or six different times and use the best. One.
0: And they're funny yeah, kids as we can see from like the outtakes, oh, yeah, the outtakes, outtakes like, were a lot they, of fun. They know what they're doing. Um, were... He's not really as much of a star in this film, but Bob, one of the kids in the first film, is yeah. so clearly like the like the star of the film. He's the one that people come out of remembering Bob, um, and I'm pretty sure he's like 18 now, which is weird. Uh, he might be <laughs> older. I think he might be like in his twenties. He might be older than you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Wow, that's um,
3: gonna be
0: weird. A, a yeah, I know brutal. definitely that. Like uh, several members of the class are older than I am, like especially the uh, the daughter of the director who's in the film. Um, she was born like five years before me, which is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then they sing, "It's cold outside, but Hawaii in my heart," um, which I mean, the Netflix subtitles didn't seem to understand. Like, the Netflix subtitles are, it's cold, it's outside, but it's inaudible, it said in brackets, in my heart. You didn't get that they were saying Hawaii? Like, the subtitles just gave up at that point?
3: I've heard that song a thousand times in my life, and I never realized until this viewing that they were saying, but it's Hawaii in my heart.
0: I don't think I've ever heard this song before.
3: I I think it's a standard here in America.
0: I've got to double check that it's Hawaii that they're singing now. Uh, they Otherwise, are definitely
3: saying Hawaii. There's no other word that makes sense there.
0: When I search it's cold outside but Hawaii in my, maybe it's not that in the normal version because I've Googled that and everything just says Nativity 2. Huh.
3: Maybe they stole a line from a different song.
0: The only one I can think of is the baby it's cold outside, but that's a completely different tune, isn't it? Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. If any of the listeners know, email in. And then we get the audition outtakes over the credits. Final thoughts. What do we... Oh, well,
3: when When I agreed to do this, I, I, I'd say yes to everything because I just like, I like um, podcasting. I like talking about movies. I specifically messaged you because I, you I, I thought seen... this
0: would be the sort of film that you'd have fun talking about. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Um, <laughs> as I was coming up to it, I was like, oh, I'm going to be talking about a Christmas movie that I've never seen before and that I didn't grow up with. This is going to be interesting. And then yesterday I was like, oh, I still have to watch that movie. <laughs> and then this morning at about 10 o'clock, I was like, I'm podcasting today. <laughs> so I quick hit the VPN and I went over and I watched the movie. And, you know, I've talked about how long it is all the way through this podcast today. But really, I enjoyed it. It was, it was not, a, uh, not a movie I'll watch over and over again every year as a tradition. But it was certainly as good as any straight-to-DVD movie that I've ever seen with my child. It was, you know, Jingle All the Way 2, better than that. (laughs) It was, you know, Christmas with the Cranks, good. Eh, Not bad. It's up there. It's it's right there. It sits comfortably in the middle of any B-tier Christmas movie that I've ever seen.
0: Okay, and I just remembered because I haven't done this show in a long time, that we have a segment here which is deliberately unprepared always. Um, oh. So, if you had to retitle this film, what would you call it?
3: Well, yeah, okay. The title is clunky. It is Nativity to Danger in the Manger.
0: Have you seen? Have you seen the title for number three? No. Nativity 3, dude, where's my donkey? Yeah, I
3: love that the donkey is back. That's great.
0: Yeah, it becomes a whole thing where the donkey accidentally kicks the new teacher in the head and he loses his memory and they have to teach him the meaning of Christmas before his uh, wedding to Catherine Tate at the end of the film.
3: Uh, another, another Brady Bunch plot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Danger in the Manger is that they sing right at the beginning. We had a roll credits moment right at the start. Um, Danger in the Manger doesn't mean anything to me with this movie. Uh, I don't know what you call it, though. Um, Nativity... It does end up in
0: a nativity. Okay. So Kelly has just messaged in saying Nativity 2, The Crimes of Poppy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, what are you going to say? Sorry. (laughs) No, I, I... I don't know. I'm kind of on
3: the spot. The crime Leandra pop-
0: has said Mr. Poppy's great Welsh Christmas song context and crime spree. Uh, sorry, <laughs> contest, not context. I'm tired. The <laughs> thing is, I normally, admittedly is with there... this one, I literally forgot till five minutes ago this was a thing that I do. Is there... But I is always there always activity...
3: oh, I'm sorry. I keep thinking you're going to be ending your sentence. <laughs>
0: Is there literally no, a, sorry, no, a nativity that.
3: in every movie in some way? This one ends with a nativity, an obvious nativity, a literal manger. Yeah, and the final scene is um, just a nativity shot. Um, I does every think movie there is a of I'm trying nativity? to think
0: if num- number three sort of does, number four does, number one is entirely about a nativity play. So yeah, I think oh, okay. so. Okay.
3: Uh, if you can if you can edit out silence then I can come up with a good title
0: <laughs> and I'll respond <laughs> with what a... because everything that's
3: coming to mind right now after three hours of like sloshing through this movie is something like Nativity yeah. 2 electric boogaloo <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I always tend to with sequels I tend to always go with like the uh the even something nativity oh, yeah, okay. 2 I've, even.
3: Got I've got it i've got it i've got it nativity <laughs> two. the revenge <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> let's go with that let's, let's go with that yeah i can't i can't think of anything better at this time of night it's half past 10 at night for oh, me yeah, it's um, yeah, I think my family knew when I said I'm on with six move by minute podcasters to talk about Nativity 2. They were kind of like, okay. Um, uh, see him yeah. In the morning. So, yeah, for four for move by minute podcasters analyzing this film, I think three hours is okay. We've, I we, think three we've hours managed. is kind of a
3: record for doing a whole movie.
0: <laughs> okay, Luke, so it's Brian.
3: Pretty, it's been a pleasure being on the being on the show yeah, before, with you able the podcast just, just before your
0: plugs um mm-hmm. brian has just said nativity 2 double trouble uh, nice. which i really like that's i really good. like that one i think that's the winner i think yeah i think unless um brad comes out uh of nowhere with like an answer then i think that's that's what what it is nativity 2 double trouble um, perfect it's
3: got the twins in there yes yeah, so,
0: Thanks so much um for for joining us the whole way through, Curtis. <laughs> I think what it's like when we I did it the, was a like, the three or four we were
3: down to just the two of us at the end.
0: Yeah, it's like the th- when we did the three or four hour long random minute special of two minutes about time, which Robert somehow cut down to one hour in the Perfect. audio version. And it was
3: great. That was such a good edit.
0: Yeah, I cut because I did the the video version I trimmed to two hours. Mm-hmm. And then I sent Robert the audio of the video version, and then it was one hour long, and I was like, what the heck did you do? And then when I listened through it, I didn't even realize what was missing. I found it right. afterwards that he cut out every time I read from the script, um, which trimmed it down a bit, but I didn't even realize it was seamless. So that's, I how to... I, that's how I do my shows.
3: I'm brutal. I'd rather have five good minutes than 20 minutes of crap.
0: I'm definitely the other way around. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, so yeah, where, where can our listeners find you? Plug oh, as God. much as you like. You've been here for three hours.
3: Oh man, okay, everything you asked for it. Let me actually go because I have to. I have a list that I do because I don't. These are literally all of my, all of my entertainment things that I'm involved in. Uh, I am yeah. a co-host with Jason. Uh, Hummel on the Better Off Dead Minute podcast. I am co-hosting with Duncan. Hold on, let me get his last name here. This is terrible. Duncan Shields on the upcoming Time Bandits Minute podcast. And I have just guested you know, a million different podcasts. And we'll just, stick it, we'll just stick with the podcast. Also on the table is the Clue Minute podcast uh, and a couple of audiobook by minute podcasts that i'm working on but better not to Minute and time bandits many are the two biggies thanks for letting me plug those
0: yeah that was uh that was that was good um let me try and think what i've got to plug because i haven't done this show in so long i'm on twitter yeah, at I'll llama just, underscore okay. bottle zero it seems like you're just everywhere oh. lately yeah i'm on instagram the ginger luke i'm on facebook luke allen film all podcasts radio appearances newspaper articles short films anything i'm remotely involved in is over at luke allen okay this show is on twitter at please be tweeted if you excuse the pun on facebook please be seated i think i don't know i don't think we have an instagram <laughs> it's been so long um, if the listeners are wondering where i've been uh, we've hit, we've mentioned it briefly, two minutes about time, where myself and Robert E.G. Black, along with a plethora of special guests, including Curtis, Brian and Brad, as well as people like Darren Brown, Ewan McIntosh, Simon Fisher-Becker, Richard Curtis, like, it's possibly the one thing i've done that i'm most proud of is two minutes about time the people and the things we managed to do there are brilliant where we analyze richard curtis's rom-com about time looking at two minutes of the film each episode um obviously we've hinted at movie by minute format throughout uh to those of our listeners who don't know movie by minute it's pretty much exactly what we say one minute we look at movies at a certain number of minutes at a time uh in depth all shows or most shows are at com. There's the MXM Hub YouTube channel, which I am one of the people running, uh, where all the YouTube content for these different shows is being posted. Um, Christmas Actually will be out now. Uh, Myself and Lara Collier analyzing the Richard Curtis Christmas rom-com Love actually one in-universe day at a time, and there are plans at some point in the new year to do a 2.4601 minutes at a time of Les Miserables with Lara Collier. I think that's everything. I'm not sure. Uh, thanks you, so much, sure? Curtis, for sticking through the whole thing. Um, Luke, it was a pleasure. And uh, yeah, and Tatar listeners, I don't know if I say Tatar at the end or not. That that kind of just came out. I, it may be that each episode I end with saying Tatar. I don't know. It's been <laughs> so so long. <laughs> well, th- th- this show may not be back until next Christmas. Who knows? I feel or like two. that's likely. I think we might just. A nativity film every christmas or two yeah do another two years uh for, for nativity three uh, dude where's my donkey and then nativity four which is just nativity rocks and who knows nativity five may be out by then um but yeah thanks listeners bye <laughs> Christmas. Please be seated, listeners.